This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. Huh? And we're just two guys who have no other choice now to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're breathing Mars air, eating Mars meat, and uh, hanging out with the monkey as we watch Spine 404 in the Criterion Collection. Byron Haskins, Robinson Crusoe on Mars from 1964. But first, how are you doing, RJ? How you doing? Uh-huh. How hot is it? Not too bad. It's not too bad? Yeah, too it's kind of cool. I, I can wear a hoodie again. Um, You're wearing a hoodie over there? Outside in the world, you were wearing a hoodie? I mean, for the, I was barely indoor, like outside. It's so like, uh, it's still over 20 degrees, though. Yeah, 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 that's fine. That's hoodie weather? It can be. Holy cow. It could be. Holy cow, Jared. It uh, can be. I don't know about that. I don't know about all that. Um, I had some uh, interactions this week. Oh, that were kind of strange. Boy. Is this, uh, I think this is what people have signed up for, you know. Hearing about my interactions? 100%. Well, there was an exclusive one I put on the Discord about me uh, and Marketplace and things like that. I can talk oh. about that, or but maybe it's a Discord exclusive, Jared. Discord? What's that? Oh, Jared, it's the fastest growing internet community online. Oh. You, you sign up for pages, and you can, like... You like talk to people and and like you can like uh, you can like share your ideas and like if you want to be part of our community, uh, you can uh, you you got pay um, and then then you can be friends with all of us. But you got pay Oliver first. Uh, yeah, he's sometimes there, sometimes not. Oh, okay. But um, you pay and um, we'll 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 uh, the creeps that's uh, Jarrett and me. We'll uh, can we'll I... talk to you. Could, could could I be friends with like guys named Gordy? Gordy, uh, you could yeah. be on the Discord. Oh wow! I mean, I didn't. Know are you, are you in the market for gravity chairs? Gravity chairs. It sound it it sounds cooler than it is. It's not as cool as it sounds. Okay, explain. They're just like reclining lawn chairs. That's all. But they're called gravity chairs. Okay. Uh, I know that's well, very like anticlimactic, but what? Uh, okay so they're just they're no like one, city no one's not in the market for gravity chairs but it was okay. gordy in the market explain well, he, he wanted them he wanted them bad he wanted them real bad Jared. uh i was trying to sell them and uh he was like where are you i'll get them now and i was like oh well someone else is uh uh interested i was like they they might be coming right now and uh, he was like well i'll give you this for both of them uh and i was like it was quite a bit lower than they were posted for and i was like I was like, well, actually, I was like, somebody else is on, so hold on their the way phone. to... Hold the phone. So this guy messages you. Uh-huh. 
I, t- I goes, told him I'll take I'll take him. He says I'll take him, and you'll yeah. say, "Well, someone else might want is coming by. I'll yes. give you less than in parentheses less than what you're getting <laughs> for them." And you're like, "It's like oh, you drive a hard bargain." <laughs> yeah, and you missed I, that part. I mean, the, the I mean, well, the punchline is so funny. Part. I, I, I just just the punchline was all I put in the Discord. I mean, but these yes. negotiations are uh, something else. Well, he, like, where do you, you can where, tell where from you work his picture, at a, he's old school. <laughs> sounds like you work at a comic book store sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so I I said a second time, and I, I I could screenshot it for the Discord exclusive, but I in a very polite way I was just like I was like well actually somebody is on their way to pick them up, and I said if they don't I'll let you know. Which I, I thought was a very, like, um, you know, a uh, very responsible uh, or a very decent response, right? I wasn't being pushy. I, I didn't tell mm-hmm. him to get frigged with his, uh, his less than half offer or whatever it was. Um, it wasn't less than half. It was like three quarters of asking price. But, okay. Uh, do you want to read what his he, response he, was? He was giving himself a 25% off discount. Yes. Yes, he uh, was. That's how that's how things work. Well, yeah. Gordy is uh, RJ has selected uh, a, a, the, one piece of the conversation. We're not getting both sides, so this is I mean, I perhaps putting. I mean, we don't even know. Maybe uh, this is uh, AI. RJ is just uh-huh. like, maybe he's defaming Gordy P. But Gordy P. Apparently responded to the um, the RJ saying. Yeah, uh, sorry, someone else is picking it up, but if anything changes, I'll let you know. Oh, whatever, keep the damn things. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just screenshotted. I can post damn. the whole the damn. whole conversation. A d- d- damn spelled incorrectly, as is yeah. what whatever. Ever. Two words. Yeah. yeah keep the damn things. And I, I, uh, I hit him with the thumbs up back. Yeah. <laughs> I chose not to respond after that. He didn't respond to that either, but uh, I, uh, I sent him a thumbs up back. You, you, should, you should have sent him the movie poster for The Whale. Well, what's The Whale, Jared? <laughs> the Whale, why? It's one of the fastest growing social media platforms in the world today. Also, oh, wow. also a uh, movie now streaming on Prime starring uh, Brendan Fraser. Mm-hmm. It, it consists of one shot of this. That's all we ever see. Is a single shot of Brendan Fraser. Yeah, look. Always looking sad. Always looking sad. Yeah, there's some pretty incredible things on this Discord. You can uh, see po- posters of Brendan Fraser. Uh, Jarrett's ta- uh, Jarrett's really surprised that Brian Cox is doing cameo payments. Uh, <laughs> that's like so pathetic. Uh, you know what I think is more pathetic? That, that's, that's for like washed up people and like. Minor celebrities. Brian Cox is like a well-regarded HBO series. And yes, but I think bottom line for him is like the cameos, like like max sixty seconds of work, and he gets like a thousand dollars for it almost. Yeah, I know. But where? Come on. I well, I remember that one time, like uh, they interviewed him because he was going to be on Game of Thrones, and they're like, "How come you didn't do it?" And he's like, "Because they didn't give me enough money." He's like, "What else? Like, I'm what just else? here for the money, baby." <laughs> What what do you think his line is? Like what? How far is he willing Fuck to go off. on uh on, on cameo? On cameo. I bet if you asked him to fart on camera, he wouldn't do it. You're probably you know right. I mean? Yeah, no. I think that's the line. I mean, there's only one way to find out, fans. Somebody, someone, send in the offer. 
uh, I can't tell you to spend your own money. I'm just yeah. telling you I'm not spending mine. Yeah, yeah just like yeah, put in the demand one trouser cough, please. <laughs> it's a I don't know if I've ever heard it described as such. Trouser cough. Um, so you're well, your trousers coughed. That's all it is. I get it. I get it. I just don't know if I've ever heard that. See, I think okay. that's embarrassing, but I think the thing I posted right underneath that is more embarrassing. Loki season two producer explains how McDonald's helps tell Sylvie's life story. Because there's a uh, a cross promotion with McDonald's for this upcoming premium Marvel television show. Premium. I uh, I saw a sign the other day. It was uh, chicken nuggets, and it said "as seen in Loki." And I went, <laughs> "What?" Mm-mm-mm. Really if I trying, see it again, I'll huh? take. I'll put it on the Discord. Uh, we have Chris uh, Lon Chaney, Chris Jr. buying some Sandman comics, uh, and and talking like looking for a baseball video game. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and I'll, I'll, I don't know. Uh, I know uh, Mr. Chaney is also working on his uh, cube deck. Wish him mm-hmm. luck. Wish him luck. Yeah. Uh, f- foods and snacks is always going off. That's uh, it's definitely the best one. We got some bon mi, some burgers. Uh, friend of the show Ryan Angle had some taco time pesos. Did you see those, Jared? Do you remember those? You nope. see this? You hear about this? Nope. You don't remember taco time pesos? No. They were you. It was they where, were where, pesos. Where, where, where was this? It's in oh. foods and snacks. Where? Uh, on August fourteenth. At two fifty nine PM. That was forever ago. Well yeah. The last thing I remember seeing okay, see it's it's this is before it's right uh, under Vic. We had Vic Mankey or right uh, up above Vic. Using mustard. Uh and oh I see. No. I don't know if I I don't know if I saw this. Do you remember those though? No. Do you remember getting those in the nineties? You don't remember Taco Time Pesos? See I didn't see this bottle either about expired soda that RJ's kicked off. Uh, well, well, it seems like you're not really interacting with foods and snacks as much uh, as you should. Yeah, I guess not. I see you're you're making some uh, French toast. I did make some French it, toast. It looks very artisanal. Well, wanna, what do you put on French toast? Because I got two flavors there. Syrup. Syrup? See, you know what I like? And it's only with French toast. I don't do this with pancakes. Uh, peanut butter and then syrup. Right. I don't know why. It just mixes good with the toast. And then the other side was a, a blueberry compote that I made for it. Yeah. Is blueberry compote? Yeah, we have we have blueberries. And, I... we're, we're, and yeah, yeah. You look up yeah. that recipe. Did you look up a recipe? Uh, I did look up a recipe. It said okay. put it in uh, a pot and add some water. And I went okay. And then <laughs> I boiled it down. And I, I went nice. Yeah, you're missing foods and snacks. This is the best one we have. There's Mark Silvestri had this big massive cheeseburger that looks pretty good. Yeah, I don't know, man. Compote is uh, not my not my style. I mean, I would have rather baked too, the blueberries little, into something else, too, but yeah, a little too earthy. Compote? <laughs> yeah. I mean, looks I looks uh, like half chewed. The well, yeah, I I squished half of it, and then some of the berries were left whole. You know. Ugh. Well. Yeah. That burger looks good. Though. It's a consistency thing. Mm-hmm. I, just, I don't know. I, I've seen it. It's like what the the fancy restaurants do with breakfast, and they mm-hmm. say that'll be a twenty nine dollar eggs Benedict, sir. And I say, mm-hmm. and you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. Or I just I go eat somewhere else. Or go I looked at the else. menu beforehand. 
and they balk balk at these prices. RJ, these prices. The, you know what? Prices. You know what price you can't beat? What's that? For as low as one dollar, you can join us on Discord and enjoy uh, all the screenshots of RJ, like you know, commenting uh, about the state of I don't know internet culture, where you get articles from IGN.com that Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon is Star Wars with sex, violence, and swearing. Uh huh. I mean, where else are you going to get that? You can't you can't pay a dollar for that anywhere else. You can't. You you can even you couldn't even get that for free. Not even on X. Not even on X, Jared. I don't even know what that is anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I might start stop posting on there. Um, yeah. I, I, I was doing it out down. of it there down. was there's one one person who still interacts with us. It's uh, hey, but that's meat. That's uh the meat in our sandwich. Oh, oh okay. So they yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? Will Martin. Bill Billy Jack Martin. Billy Jack Martin. Yeah. Because they still interact with us quite a bit, so I felt bad. But if they're on the Discord, then I don't feel bad. Then fu- fuck it. Yeah. I know some people want to keep writing it out, but I don't know. My ex, the few times I go on it, there's n- there's no content on there for me anymore. Everyone left. I don't know. They all left. I get my news from you Discord. You don't hang out with, like, I don't know, aspiring white nationalists who want to go homesteading? Apparently. And ground into the earth. No, I'm sorry. That's, that's the other uh, interaction. That's, face- I... that's Facebook. That's my oh. Facebook suggested posts. It's like, what is this? What? Where did this start? I'm pretty uh, sure I've heard you say that in in public before. All, so that's all the weird. time. It's yeah. not that weird. Uh, no. Yeah, it's video games. Chuds has had some talk. Trex had some talk lately. Um, the smoke hole always always popping. Had a lot of play on the smoke hole this weekend. A lot of play. There's a lot to that hole. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a good hole. Yeah, it's a good hole. Leave it be. So, uh, yeah, Discord uh, for as little as one dollar, but you are allowed to pay more. Yeah, you are allowed to pay more. But um, I had another interaction this week. Oh oh, not with Putin. I hope those don't end well. It sounds like do you you crash in a plane. Do you, not that one, but did did you do you ever go into the co-op gas station by our house? Uh, rarely. It's like I have to be like desperate to like get fuel. Maybe that's about it. Okay, the reason I ask is because I was thinking maybe I had I had figured out why your Facebook algorithm was uh, recommending that stuff to you because co-op? I was in I was in the co-op and. Uh, like usually, I just uh, pay at the gas pump and stuff. But sometimes, it's I'm necessitated to go into the gas station. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I went in there, and uh, the lady attendant, she was ringing up the guy in front of me, and uh, they were uh, they were chatting up pretty good. And uh, he had kind of finished paying, and he was like, they were finishing their conversation, and I was next in line, and I wasn't being, I didn't act annoyed or anything like that. I wasn't being the dink. Uh, but I was kind of like, all right, guys, I'd just like to go through now, please. Um, but, uh, he, this guy was not leaving and the, the lady was loving it. Cause this guy was like, well, you know, 60% of these forest fires are started by people. And uh, she's like, well, they all are, they're all started by people. They, they say it's the environment, but, uh, every one of those forest fires is started by people. It's like the ones what? in Canada may be accident, but she's like those Maui ones, they did it. 
they them what like antifa uh no it's now i this isn't my opinion but i saw this on the internet that Uh these people think it's a laser owned by the jewish community (laughs) oh shit it's a satellite laser owned by the jewish community that they can target at certain places to uh when they need to but like this lady is i saw that on the internet and i was like Uh yeah yeah but then i i saw one in real life and i was just like and then i went to buy something and i was like oh yeah do you have this and uh they're like no it's all out all the way down to the border something's going on something's going on and i was like I was like, okay. I was like, all right, thank you. I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> so, huh. yeah. Have you ever gotten that when you're looking for something? And so, like, I knew she was a little unhinged because she said that like the laser from space was starting the Maui fires. But, uh, uh, hey, do you guys have this? No, it's all out from here to the border. Can't get them anywhere. Can't can't get it anywhere. Not a chance. And I went, okay. And I drove to the next gas station. I got what I was looking for. Mm. so anyways curious people are crazy hey the world's crazy people are crazy what a bunch of coconuts out there yeah hey you know what i did today um you signed up on the melee.gg app so you could play lorcana no collectible card game is that the Disney one? Yeah. Lorcana? Lorcana. I wish it was more canna. <laughs> uh that's what we that's what we say cuz we could definitely use more product to sell as it's sold out. Is it sold out? No. Was it all the same guy though? One spec no. speculator? No. Lots of lots of people. Well, people love people love it. They love here's Disney. The, here's they the love question it. though. How they much love Genie. They love Genie, Tinkerbell, Jiminy Cricket, all our, our old friends. How many did you Sebastian get? the Crab. How many did you get? I got zero. You got zero? Zero. Not a, none. Nothing. I look at the packaging and mm-hmm. I go, that looks like Disney to me. Hard pass. Hard pass. Really? Yeah, I mean, they could probably, I mean, the closest they would ever be able to get me, and this will probably happen and it will never happen, like where I spent a cent on this crap. Mm-hmm. ever is if they do the like 1920s uh disney stuff so like which but but you know why they might not is because one of the few things that was left over at the time was a uh steamboat willie mat uh which okay. people, like yeah. all the other ones sold for, like it's like game mats for your cards and this that one was left behind i went man that's like the only thing i'd buy of this stuff but they're using kind of like a new version of mickey it's like kind of on model as opposed to like the original and then there's people saying, "Yeah, we got a Mickey Mat." And they're like, "That's not Mickey." <laughs> or I can't it's remember. Steamboat. Like, somebody was saying this, and I was just like, "That's Steamboat Willie." It's, I know. I get it. It's like it's this idea that Mickey's playing a character. You know, Mickey. Uh, yeah, I know Mickey. Yeah. Anyways, but the fact that I think that's probably the most unappealing thing for some people. They're like, "Oh, I don't know. It looks weird." Mm-hmm. But I mean, people like Cuphead. And I mean, Cuphead People is love Cuphead. only like five years removed from that era of that, that style, that Flesher style. But I don't know. Uh, yeah. People are weird. And then there was, that, uh, there was that one Disney cartoon from a few years ago that was kind of going for the uh, 1920s look, but modernized. Was that it the was one the... of... 
Yeah, like New Adventures about... or something like that. No, it was about um, it was about a laser satellite. Oh, operated, operated by a certain community. And um, in, in Hollyweird. In Hollyweird. No. Huh. Yeah, I think it's I think it's like Mickey New Adventures or something like that. Look, really, that style is pretty appealing, but nope. So you weren't a Kingdom Hearts guy, I'm guessing. No, I wasn't. No, I, I, neither I zero, was I. Absolute zero interest. And there were some people fucking love it. They oh, they cream they, over they, it. They, they 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 what? I said they they cream like C R E M E like Oreo creams. Like they just can't what? get enough. They yum, 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 yum. so it's like if you it's like they they you squeeze them hard enough and like white stuff starts coming out. I mean, if that's how you want to put it, I wouldn't. They're creaming. But if, if you want to put it that way, I see that. I, I see that. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I had a friend who uh, only really played, like, he, he played some games, but he played a lot of sports games, and then and then just, like, uh, Kingdom Heart. It was, like, the only game he, he wanted to play. What's, was, what's, the, what's the main character of Kingdom Hearts named? Cloud, I think? No, that's... Uh, Sora. That's there you go. Yeah, because that's Final Fantasy VII there, Cloud. Yes, I know. I haven't played that. Sephiroth? Yeah. Uh, it, Ham Meets email in grade six was uh, Sephiroth at uh, Hotmail.com. He or was grade the seven. He, so he was the Sephiroth? He was the Sephiroth in the year 2002, 2003. His email that, was Sephiroth at Hotmail.com. That, that's hard to believe. Uh, there might have been a number in there. I bet there had to have been a number. Like, uh, I feel like someone might have beat him uh, to Sephiroth by 1997. So but he he was Seth Roth, but maybe there was a seven in there or something. I don't know. I can't oh. remember. I'm just saying. I I think he was the real one. Okay. But yeah, yeah. Sora. The Sora. Yeah. The, and the, the reason the I know key, that is the key sword. You got yeah. Your key swords. Yeah. The only reason, yeah. Well, I mean, I've never played Kingdom Hearts. I've never had interest, but. Uh, um, that Kingdom Hearts person came to went into Smash Bros, and I was like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. people were people were really cramming over it. Uh, now they're cramming it. Well, yeah, because there's no A in that word, so it's probably not cream. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Great. Hey, uh, did you play any video games with Guillermo del Toro in them this week? Well, now that you mention it. I did play a game with Guillermo del Toro this week. Did you? Oh, cool. Which which one? Uh, the only one that he's in a, in that I know. Are, are of. you sure? Are you sure that that I know of? Okay. The only one that I've played that I know of. Uh, yes, I'm 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 still playing Jarrett, but I'm I feel like I'm gonna finish in the next seven days. Are you doing it kind of like to spite the game? I am. Yeah. This is this is. You're not. Uh, you're not going to let the game beat you. I can't let it win. I can't okay, that's it. fair. You know what? I get that. And I, I've talked about it a lot, but like I, I've said, I like, like I like it's kind of spiteful. Like, you know, um, it, it doesn't serve you well. Um, yeah. But Why I are like you playing it. this I, game. I, I, I'm spite. I like uh, 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 spite. 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 Uh, it is. It's. I've said many times. It's punishing on purpose, and I, I find that incredibly frustrating. But uh, I have encountered. A few fun things. I have vehicles now, uh, and one of which is uh, you you get a motorcycle and stuff like that. And uh, I 
I do all of my runs on motorcycles now, even if it's like a mountain where it's like, they'll be like, you should get off your motorcycle and climb that. It'll never make it. And I go, I'll make it. And I just hit it into turbo and I just blow all the way up the, the mountain and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm taking all the way up the mountain. Huh? I blow all the way up the mountain. So I'm, I'm taking shortcuts, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I'm on a, um, they track your order numbers. Like there's the main objective order numbers and then the side orders. I'm on order 53 uh, out of 70. Not so, bad. Yeah. There well, might I be mean, some, I bet you there'll be, there might be some weird trickery near the end or suddenly well, you're doing like faster ones. You're like, whoa, what, what a twist. That that's happens right now because there was like six six orders in a row where it was just like take this here and it took like five seconds and i was like oh i'm done and then you go back and you do another one but then there will be like an order that'll take like like two hours to do and uh yeah the game's been tracking stuff apparently i've walked over 80 000, or eight, 80 kilometers so far not 80 000, 80 yeah. in real time kilometers Jarrett. i really did that you so. did I did personally. You, you and Daryl. Daryl. Who's Daryl? Oh, Daryl Dixon. Yeah. I see. Daryl Dixon. That's yeah. Right. Uh, did you see what they had me doing with Guillermo in that, uh, in, on the Discord there, Jarrett? Uh, showers. Yeah. You take a shower with Guillermo, which is, uh, interesting. Yeah. Did it live up to the hype? Uh, I mean, I don't know necessarily if I would do it again. You know what's weird, though, is, uh, so they have the likeness of Guillermo, but not the voice acting. Someone else is doing the, uh, the voice acting for him. Oh, that's lame. Yeah, and he, 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 he's kind of doing uh, Guillermo, but he kind of not. He say, Sam, it's me, dead man. I am here to talk to you. It's not him for, yeah, it's not actually him, which is weird. That's shit. That's you know what shit. it is, though? There's so much dialogue that cuts in. One of the things that annoys me the most of, about the game so uh, is characters cutting in with dialogue. Like, the worst offender is uh, Die Hard Man. Um, he, he's got the coolest name, but he's, he's, like, he's so disruptive to the game. Like, you'll go and deliver a package... And, like, you use these terminals, and, like, the very first thing you should do after you do that is just check the terminal again to see if there's a new one. And as soon as you do it, it like, it'll it'll cut in and be like, ding, ding, ding. And it'll be like, Sam, check the terminal for new orders. And you're like, I've been playing the game for 30 hours. I, I, I know to do that. It just cuts in all the time. And, like, sometimes you'll be trying to play, and it'll stop you because the codec pops up. And it'll be like, Sam, when making a delivery up a mountain try to use gloves and you're like i got it it's it's fine so even 30 hours in so much of the game is like uh gets disrupted because it's like this is how you play this game and you're like i i get it i get it jared it's a strand game it's a strand game so anyways i'm still playing that so that's cool sweet are you playing any games uh no, I didn't play anything last on the weekend. But uh this this weekend might change all of that. Oh, why why is it not a sex gonna, game or not, something? No, it's like it's like tabletop miniatures. 
RJ. Really? No. You ever oh. heard of Necromunda? I've heard of Necromantic. I think Corpse no. is a fan of that movie. Yeah, is we that, all are. Is that well, a board are... game? Uh, not yet. Mm. But definitely more of like a... I don't know if I'd want to see those miniatures. Pretty it's not the miniatures you got to watch out for. Yeah. It's a different thing in that game. I think so. Do you know what I mean? But that all being said, so yeah, uh, we're going to play that, I think, this weekend, RJ. Okay. Yeah. Just like at your house with friends? <clears throat> uh, Kim and I. Yeah. You gonna have a, she's going to he's going to have a gang. I'm going to have a gang. And they're going to they're going to have warfare in Zoe Mortalis. With like it sounds like a really nice evening for you and like I'm assuming <clears throat> some of your best friends are going to be there and you guys are all going to enjoy playing this game together. Well, the ones that build their own miniatures and paint them. So not people who just have miniatures. No, well, you got you to make your gang. They're your I, gang. I got Man Spider from uh, the Spider-Man uh, animated uh, series. That, that's, that's sorry, a little out of scale. I, I know you also got Bane, but also I, I do too, have Bane. Too large. Uh, what about I have a Bucky O'Hare? Do you think that would work? Bucky, Captain Bucky, Bucky O'Hare. Uh, I also have a King K. Rule. And a Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. They need to be a little, little smaller than that. In a ring. Well, the Stay, stay Puffs like six inches. You see how small this guy is? I have Amiibo. Do you think Amiibo will work? Too big. Okay. I I have one that would work. I have that little Jason <laughs> from, uh, remember those like things that you would open up that was like a mystery and there was the horror one? You have, you have them all. And I remember the Jason was opened. You're like, oh, I already got Jason. Those like those things from the those comic things. book store. Not too bad. You remember that? No. I got that guy. He's kind of small. Is he small though? Small? Small. I mean, maybe. Maybe. Hey, uh, did you uh, jump on that deal I sent you on Facebook? Uh, I have. I haven't yet. I was trying well, to sell those that, chairs first. That, that's local. I I see that. I I will. Uh, or maybe I won't. I don't want to say too much, but uh, uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that at first, and then I saw that that was local, and I went, "Oh, oh, really? go, go on." So in, in case anybody gives a, uh, a crap, uh, there's a, a very fine uh, vintage mm-hmm. um, is the word I think you, one you might use vintage Odo model kit. Mm-hmm. Highly it's, detailed. It's just it's Odo. Well, in, in all his glory. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I, wonder, I wonder if he's got nips. Uh, I think that uh, you got to pay extra for that, potentially. You get, yeah, I don't know if they're sculpted in. I, yeah, I don't know how many, uh, whatever his name is, uh, Rene uh, Abajueno, uh mm-hmm. models there are. There's, there's one now. Oh, security officer? Oh, oh, fuck, it's AMT. I wonder, I bet is you this AMT case, good? Why? Well, they're was it aluminum or they're like the model kit company. I, they, I don't know if they have continued making Odos, but uh, that company is legit. I feel like if someone were to own this, they would have probably done some digging beforehand before they. Uh, uh, they should come to us first, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, they had a price pretty, um, pretty moderately. Not bad. Yep. Is it still for sale? Is the question. You know, well, if 
it's so hard to say. I think something like that could have got scooped up pretty good. Scooped? Scooped. Scooped. Yeah. Nope. It's still, not available anymore? Still sealed in original box. Still available. Yeah, it's sealed in box, too. If if I got an Odo and I built it, would I be considered someone who has built minis? This Odo? Yeah, I think so. What else, uh, is, uh, what else has this uh, person got? They got football jerseys. They got a vintage mini wizard handheld electronic box. Mm. Kiss kiss action figure. Oh, that's cool. Uh, another kiss action figure. Another one. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, lots else? of like weird sports memorabilia. Lots of like Stanley Cup facsimiles. Mm. So. I will say without and without a hint of irony, the coolest thing this person's selling is the Odo model kit. And I mean, the Odo is pretty cool. Hey, do you need uh, tennis rackets? You know, I just got a a, a Costco pack. So damn shit. Yeah, well, I'm uh, I'm all racketed up, bud. I'm all racketed up. So that's good. So you didn't do nothing this week, huh? Did you have uh, any fast food? Did I have any fast food? Yeah. No. No, I did not. Not even once at the store, like not even like a little a little teen burger from A and W or something. Uh, uh no. Actually, wait. Did I? It was MS Day this week where On Thursday. Last Thursday. For, for MS Day, you got a last teen Thursday. burger? Oh yeah, that's a that's a that's a Dylan at the store uh, regular Must occurrence buy. every year. Yep. Yeah, I forgot about that completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what about you? Uh, I missed it, but we usually do. We usually do. Andrea usually she uh she has a friend with MS, so they usually go together and get team burgers and stuff like that. But uh, I uh, I didn't. Last year, uh, we went because they had those whistle dogs out for that. They brought them back for uh, that one time, that one week old, or whatever. And I don't know if I can support them anymore that they don't have the whistle dog. Kind of bums me out. I can't support them because they're so goddamn expensive. Uh, and W. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the most expensive fast food burger. Yeah, and they're like the anti-vaxxers of fast food, which I've said before, <laughs> but like. That's right. They are. They just are. You know? Friggin' guys. Friggin' guys? Frig. 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 All right. All right. So, Jared, did you cre- uh, <laughs> were you creeping on anything this week? Oh, just my usual haunts. Um, but, uh, that 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 uh that being said, uh, not really. I've been reading. Ooh, you don't know how to read, do you? I don't, but uh, I'm managing somehow. You know, because you, you can simulate it just by flipping the pages. You spend oh. just enough time, so you take so fifty pages divided by sixty, and you just you time can do that math. out. I can do math, but I cannot read. Oh, and okay. you figure out, and whatever time that is, you just look at the page and you just go one, two, 
three, four, and however long it takes to get to that number, you move to the next page with your eyes and you start counting again. And you do that over and over and over again. And it's like, you'll you'll be done that book in no time. Okay, that's pretty neat, actually. That's not too bad. Uh, You can, like, kind of dog ear the corners a little bit, make it look uh, authentic. A little worn. Yeah, bend that that spine. Cracking the spine, some have said. Mm Mm-hmm. A little wear and tear, hey? Interesting. Interesting. Um, what was I going to say? Is it fiction or non-fiction? Fiction. What kind of fiction, Jerk? Are you very familiar with Warhammer 40,000? Uh, yes. I uh, I heard um, Henry Cavell mm-hmm. is a, a big fan of those. He is, apparently. Or at least his press people talk about it. Um, are you familiar with the Horus Heresy? Uh, nope. Could you explain nope. that? Oh, uh, there's a guy named Horus, and he's a bad guy. So, there's a series of novels uh, about this. And this it said actually in the year thirty thousand, ten thousand years before Warhammer forty thousand. And uh, I've read now. I'm on like thirty pages left in the second book. Uh, it's not too bad. The fun, pulpy storytelling. Not at all what I was imagining stories about space marines would be like. Did uh, you say you're a couple pages in? A couple pages away from finishing the second book. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you're a couple pages in? Like, you read two pages? You're like, that's from finishing. good for today. Uh, no, I'm like 30, 30 uh, pages away from finishing the second book. Okay. And then the next, after that, it'll be continuing on. So there are 54 books in the series, but uh, I think only the first four or five books are like one continuous story. And after that, it jumps around a bunch. And quality varies. This is written by a, a variety of different authors, some mm. way better than others. Does uh, James Elroy write any of these? Unfortunately not. And I'm pro- oh, okay. it's, it's probably for the best. Is it though? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I want to hear uh, James Elroy write prime marks and <laughs> and space marines and. Yeah. I, I have a question, and yeah, I'm. I'm. This is going to show me being. Is, is this about? Is, is this about the Emperor of Mankind? Is that your question? Uh, it's not. Uh, it's got to do with James is, Elroy. But is, is, I, this, I, is, is this about the Imperial Truth? Uh it could be. Okay, so what about James Elroy? Okay, he uses a term that I'm pretty sure is a racial slur, but I God. don't know what it means, and I need someone to explain it. Can you explain uh, it to me? And I'm air? saying this in all in all earnesty. Like, oh I don't, I'm like, I, I know it's a racial slur, but it's like, oh, I don't understand the context Lord. of it. Oh, my goodness. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I heard it, and it's like, I've heard that before. I know it's, I know it's a slur, but it's like, I don't know what it means, though. I don't. I don't know where the origin of this this racial wow. slur. <laughs> off air, if you prefer. <laughs> I think I'd prefer to do it off air, and it'll leave it leave it to the imagination of people. Be like, what word could they possibly be? Because I have no idea. But I definitely don't want him to say it and then make me explain it to him. You know, there is. That's fine. That's why. I, that's why I'm asking. That's fine. Yeah. But I need <laughs> someone to explain it to me because I don't know what it means. Okay. Okay, okay. Tell me all more right. about the, the emperor of all time. Of mankind, you of son mankind. of a bitch. How, um, many, how many Warhammer books are there? Well, the... I, just, I, I just said there was 54 in the Horus Heresy Ooh. series. 
But it's not even the end because then they went to the Siege of Terra, uh, which I think is going to be 11 or 12 books. And there's still okay. two of that to go. Then it's done. But yeah, there are probably in 40K alone, not including fantasy and all the other lines, I, you know, probably cl- close to a thousand books. It's got to be. Know. That could be super high too. But I don't know. One series alone is 75 books. And then there's other series on top of it. And they've been making books pretty nonstop since 2006. Hmm. So they put out like, and I'm not sure what the count would be, three or four. It's like the Criterion Collection. Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess it's not been going for as long as the Criterion Collection. Their release schedule isn't close to that. But yeah, I'd guess, I'd guesstimate. Uh, just getting, it's getting closer to a thousand every month. Yeah, interesting. You know. And it's yeah, maybe as many as as the Star Trek books. Uh, nah, less. There's yeah. a lot. Of, I feel like there's a lot of Star Trek books, and I think there's probably even more Star Wars books. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of those. Are you gonna see the Henry Cavill Warhammer movie when it comes out? Are you okay. Okay, this is funny. Uh, Black Library's catalog now runs to well over 200 titles. That's not even remotely close anymore. That's impossible. Hmm. <laughs> that's like that's so low. That that's like yeah. off the top on Google search. How low uh, is it? In 2017, there was a claim that there were so there's 55 Horace Heresy books and 40,000 books. But it comes to seems like hundreds of books I've never read. Yeah, no one seems to know. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, there's 520 30k slash 40k books. That doesn't hmm. include fantasy, and that was of that was six years ago. So. Hmm. It's only grown. It's only getting bigger. Hmm. Is that what they say? Hmm. Okay. And but uh, you're enjoying it, you said? Yeah, well so so Kim and I are book loving it. She's a much oh. faster reader than I. Do you have two um, copies of the book or do you share the same? We copy? do. Uh no, we're we're, we're uh, at this point we can two copy it, but after the okay. first three books, uh these books go like out of print and are like yeah, I'm having to order these things on eBay now for the ones I do want to get. So there'll be one to go around, but she's much faster than me, so she'll be reading them before I get to them. Interesting. Yeah, but we'll see. The school year fast approaches, and uh, that might derail reading plans. We'll see. Mm. We'll see. She'll be busy caretaking the schools. That's right. Yeah. They're not going to clean themselves. It's important work. Kids are animals. You know how dirty those little bastards can be sometimes. I've heard from caretakers. Real dirty, I guess. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. And uh, what about you, RJ? What what you've what? been reading, listening, watching? Well, I've been reading a book, but I'll talk about that some other time. I'm. Uh, are you asking me what I've been creeping on? Yeah. Uh, I'm about thirty minutes away from finishing the Big Nowhere. Oh damn! So it's all it's all you, settled up. You're like you just smashed through that one. Well, you know what I did the last two days? I ripped Nothing. down all of that creeper off of my program. Oh, and, oh, you did, huh? Uh huh. No. Yeah, there's a lot of work. <laughs> listening to the big nowhere. Listening to the big nowhere, and that's where I heard those racial slurs. Jeez. <laughs> but the big nowhere is also um uh about uh um 
<laughs> werewolf. Uh, no, he's a Wolverine. Oh, he's a Wolverine. That's he's right. He's a Wolverine yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, and he hates uh, gay people, so he bites their penises um, <laughs> with his Wolverine teeth. Yeah, he sure does. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know that that's where it was going. And, uh, I know you. I knew. I had a feeling I you wouldn't like, have known. Yeah, it's fucked up. Okay. Well, I mean, Black Dahlia. Like, uh, I listened to it and I was like, "Yeah, okay." They're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," and I was like, "Yeah, I'll do another one." And then I was like, "Bitten." I was like, "Wolverine bit penis." I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "What do we do? What's going on in this book?" Uh-huh. And uh, and then it kind of snowballs from there. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, it's almost done, and it was good too. I don't know. Um, I think I could probably get one more audiobook in before uh, Pizza Hut pulls me back from summer break. Right. Um. So before business picks up, and they can start bringing me in for shifts. Yeah, bring me back uh, off of my um uh, layoff. Uh, what is it called when professor like second sabbatical yeah sabbatical yeah wow, off of my sabbatical damn that's so generous uh, of pizza i think well, they call it, i think i think they call it a layoff because you don't get paid usually you get paid if you're on sabbatical. oh no i get paid oh wow shit well, never mind they really I, take care of you i i sit corrected they really take care of you there they really care just a fine corporation very fine uh if anyone in tries to look into this uh um don't let pizza hut sue us uh anyways um i could probably do one more but i wasn't gonna do i don't think i'll do an, a, the third alroy and i don't think i'll do a fourth reacher but what i was gonna do maybe is a uh, there's a game series that's on sale right now that a friend of the show ryan nagel turned me on to called metro which i've never played and there's a there's a book, and the games are based off of this book called Metro 2033. So okay, uh, might audiobook that. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, Jared. Uh, what else? Oh, I watched a bunch of movies this week, Jared. I watched uh, The Black Dahlia. Did you see my review? Uh, you know, I don't know if I did. No. Let's take a gander here. Let's look up Barn pre- Loaf on Letterboxd. It it, uh, it quickly gathered many likes, that review. Did it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Oh, I, I see Hollywoodland. That one also, uh, and that's a true story, that review as well, which I, I can tell on air. Oh, yeah. I see the Black Dahlia uh, the on the box art uh, in quotes from the Criterion Creeps. You'd have the Brown Diarrhea. I guess it's better than black diarrhea. I mean, I thought I considered that for a moment, but I, I thought it needed a double distinction. I guess. Because it's a number two. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was right there. I'm surprised no one else has done that before. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I watched, Andy and I watched Black Dahlia and then Hollywoodland, which, did you know, came out in the same year? Uh, Yeah, it makes, I mean, no, I don't remember that, but makes sense that makes sense yeah i kind of remember uh, i remember some conversation maybe about that at the time being like huh lots of lots of love for 1950s hollywood hollywood yeah yeah because they well i mean black dahlia is la but it's hollywood too there's talk with the hollywood sign there is yeah um so black dahlia huh yeah uh i had seen both of these movies in 2006 Right. I was in grade 10, Jarrett. I saw yep. both of these movies. 
Um, and I remember I was like, I like one of them more than the other, but I don't remember which one it is. I, I remember now. Um, Black Dahlia is kind of a weird one. Like, uh, so it's Brian De Palma, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's very stylized, but sometimes like a, it's not. Like a yeah, that's the Brian De Palma like yeah. touchstone is stylized, but not. Well, it's like there's some scenes that look really nice and uh, are really well done. And then there's other scenes where it's like, did they forget that there was like a theme and that they were doing the stylized thing? Like, it's just gone for a second. And you're just like, hey, where did it go? Where did it go? Um, so there's like uh, there's some really nice scenes in there. And uh, they, they really lean into the aesthetic, like, like very big push for it. I also like that it's narrated like. uh some movies shy away from that, but I like that. But it, it is weird because they do, I'd say the first 40 minutes of it, it's like, yeah, this is pretty close to the book and it's it's not bad. And then uh, halfway through, they change the story and they kind of go and like, they maintain the core elements kind of, but then they change a bunch of stuff, like how one of the detectives dies and like why he's getting set up. And I was like, huh, I was like, weird. I wonder why they did that. You know what I mean, Drew? Hmm. I imagine someone was like, ah, it's going to cut up too much time if we're going to leave the story in whole. We got we to gotta chew out some fat here. We got to change the story a bit, kid. You sound like uh, one of my characters from, uh, from the Call of Cthulhu game I just started this Sunday, which I could have mentioned is another form of game that I play this week. There's a Cthulhu Eld- Eldritch Horror video game. I could play that while you play the board game at the same time. We could do a Cthulhu oh, Eldritch Horror role, podcast. Role playing, role playing game, RJ, not board. Yeah, board games. Yeah, board games. You want to buy a board game off of me? No, I'm good. It's a role playing game. Hey, do you want a do you want a board game? I could sell you one. No, I bought a bunch because I thought I was into board games like seven years ago, and then I never played them. A lot of people uh, had that made that mistake. I have a uh, Betrayal uh, on House on the Hill or whatever. Do you want to buy that for me? Fury of Dracula. And I have Fury of Dracula. Fury of Dracula is cool. I do do like having that one. Um, But I only ever play it twice. Other than the the space they take up, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong for too many. No, it's like I didn't have a problem, but like the people I was trying to play with and... Some of them were like board game people, and they're just like, "eh, we're not in this." Okay. It is an older game, so yeah. I'm not I'm not sure how much they've updated it. I never played it. I just remember when uh your your friend Will Wheaton uh, talked about it on his show on YouTube. Oh. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It looks cool. Uh, the production of it looks very nice, and it was our yeah. Whiz Kids. I think people were like all over that and then the, no one talks about it at all anymore except for you and me because i fucking own it yeah I, I, that's I board think... games though board games are like they stick around they last forever i know until you flood or your house burns down or something and then you, they don't but that being said yeah uh i mean i still got my uh original hero quest box uh hero that's right did you say hero... oh not hero clicks not hero clicks Oh okay. I know. I know your feeling. I know your strong feelings about hero clicks. I can. It's a lot. I know about strong it. Strong feelings. I have Jenga. Do you want to buy that? No. Jenga's fun. 
whatever. Okay, so Dex- you don't want to. I don't know. I don't care about these dex- dexterity games. Is there a Black Dahlia board game? Is what I want to know. I bet you someone made one. Black. I'm surprised you didn't. To be Why? honest, you Why? and Corey and Lawrence. No, it would be the LA Quartet board game. Yeah. Ah, so... I, I got my Buzz Meeks <laughs> mini here. Ah, <laughs> uh, I go to the like dumpster. I, I do. I go to the. Uh, I go to the dumpster and I investigate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no! I found another dead woman. Roll, roll the dice. Oh, there, there, uh, no, no, it's like well, it's better yeah. than that guy found with his dick bit off. Were the bites human? Roll the dice. Yes, they were. And you go, ah, oh, shit! It's not our guy. Oh shit! They got to be Wolverine, buddy. Bites. There is something. It's called the Black Dahlia Murder. Had a Dungeon and Dragon styled RPG created it. Wait a minute, what is this? Wait, 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 I could be wrong. The know. Black Dahlia Murder. Is that like a band? Yeah, it's oh, a band. Yeah. Had a Dungeons and Dragons styled RPG created for their new <clears> album, <throat> Verminous. Verminous? Like worm? Ver- verm. Oh, worm would have been cooler, I think. Uh, the pre orders for the Black Dahlia Murder's newly revealed album, Verminous, aren't limited specifically to traditional merch. Select editions also features a special tabletop role playing game inspired by the album's artwork. Mm. Holy crap! I mean, that's all well. And Holy good. crap, man! Dice. I can't wait until you play it and tell me about it. I definitely will be doing that. Oh, there is a uh, there is a Black Dahlia video game. I remember, I remember that there was a, a video game, and that was one of those first LA Confidential games came out. Okay, listen to this. So it was a uh, interactive movie point-and-click adventure game that was released in 1998 by Take-Two mm-hmm. Interactive. Black mm-hmm. Dahlia is the last of the three Take-Two developed full-motion video-based adventure games, the other two being Hell, a cyberpunk thriller, and yeah. Ripper. The story, while fictional, oh, is inspired by the real-life Cleveland torso murderer and the infamous murder of Elizabeth Short in Los Angeles. Have you ever read Torso by uh, uh, Brian Michael Bendis, RJ? No, but I know Double A Lang lives in Cleveland. Yeah, I I think on one time, uh, yeah, he was posting some uh, some screenshots, some of, some documentation of of uh, torso and some of torso? the uh, sloppy comic making going on in there. Mm. Uh, this interactive movie point and click adventure game ties Elizabeth Short's murder to Nazis and occult rituals, which the player has mm. to investigate. The game featured two major Hollywood actors, Terry Gar and. Dennis Hopper. I mean, Dennis Hopper is kind of cool. But... What about Terry Gar? I don't know who Terry Gar ain't. Gar is. Who even is Terry Gar? An actor. I don't know. It's the first time hearing about it. Okay. Uh, I thought I knew the Black Dahlia game. I didn't. I think I'm just thinking of L.A. Confident. And there was another game in like 2006. Or... I was like 50. L.A. Noir. L.A. Noir, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. L.A. Confidential is a book and a movie. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, that's that's a good movie. L.A. Confidential. Yeah. Yeah, we're done. We're it's over. It's over. It's over. Done. Um, what was I gonna say? So then. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll watch it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Black Dahlia's got some good stuff, but then uh, they like they change the story a little bit, and then some of it. It's like I said, they kind of like forget what they're doing sometimes, and then, and then it just ends. It's just over, and you're like, oh, okay, okay then. It's just done. It's just done, and you're like, all right. 
So then we watch Hollywood Land because a, mo- a movie that you talk about a lot. I don't, I don't know if come? you realize. You real? I don't know if you realize this. You you mm-hmm. you've mentioned this movie, I don't seven eight nine times to me this year. Is it because of the store uh, of my review? Is that why I bring it up a lot? Because it's a very salient memory. It's something that I, I remember I, I, I very vividly. I think it's vividly. because George Reeves. Mm-hmm. Well, that's another part of it. Um, so Hollywood Land, uh, I saw in theaters with uh, my buddy Hammeet, and uh, uh, there's a lot of smoking in this. Black Dahlia actually has more smoking. But there's a lot of smoking in this movie, and I remember about halfway through, we were kind of like, this movie's boring. We're like, do you want to go smoke in the parking lot? And we're like, yeah. So we just went out and sat in the parking lot for the rest of the hour yeah. and uh, smoked cigarettes, and, uh, and then we went home. Money well spent. We never went back in. We never went back into the movie drip, which is too bad, because it's, it's not a bad movie. I, I actually finished it for the first time, I think, uh, this week. Oh, yeah. 16, 17 years after I had uh, started it. Um, it's not bad. I don't know. It's not bad, Jared. Okay. Uh, it's about George Reeves and about his death. And uh, Adrian Brody is investigating it. Adrian Brody in this, he reminded me of Mo Sislak a lot because like how he looks and how he's walking. And then we watched Anger Management with John Turturro, and Andrew's like, this guy reminds me of Mo Sislak. And it's like, yeah, he, John Turturro does have a, that Mo Sislak kind of hair, like gray and kind of puffy, kind of mm-hmm. like how a cartoon has puffy hair. But uh, yeah, Hollywood Land's um, the George Reeves story. It is, um, it is a lot slower and more deliberate than uh, Black Dahlia. Black Dahlia's De Palma um, aesthetic. Lots of bam. And like sparks flying, and Aaron Heck, Aaron Eckhart yelling at someone, which is is good. Aaron Eckhart's really, good. but um, Two Face himself, Two Face himself. Hollywoodland, uh, it's got a good feel though. Like a lot of the actors feel like they, uh, uh, they don't have to work as hard to get the era down. Like Adrian Brody, seems like he was alive at the time. Same with Diane Lane and uh, Bob Hoskins. Bobby. Bob Hoskins, Jarrett. Uh, you you know what's something I see that nobody talks about <laughs> at all? Ben Affleck wears a prosthetic nose in this movie. See, it's like the slightest prosthetic. Like sometimes it's hard. Like sometimes you don't notice. But about five minutes in, I was like, what? I was like, what the fuck? I was like, does he have a fake nose on? It's like, and then like sometimes you see it ha- or like at a certain angle, and you're like, oh yeah, you're like, that's that's definitely a fake nose. It was very strange. I've never noticed that before. You know what I mean, Burn? Burn. You know what I mean, Burn? So, I don't know. Hollywood Land's not bad. It's okay. Out of the two, I'd say it's the one to watch more than Black Dahlia. But if you're going to do it, you might as well watch both because it's <laughs> yeah, 2006. Life is long and empty. So, just keep I, filling I, I it with where. 2006 movies. What else do you think came out in 2006 that was a pretty big movie? Oh, Little Miss uh, Sunshine, uh, The Prestige, The Departed, Pan's Labyrinth, Children of Men, Casino Royale, Pirates of the Caribbean, Borat? Hey, did you, Borat? Know that, did you know that the director of Thunderbolt says his movie offers something different to other MCU entries? 
Oh, did he? Yeah. Incredible. Is he going to do what uh, that Secret Invasion director did and said uh, fans are too entitled and not everything's going to be good or something? Did you did you, did you hear about no. that? Did you see I, that? I, I, I hear a lot of things, but I'd like to actually read the interview myself before uh, taking the word of others. You're misconstruing. Also, I just, wanna, I just want to throw in there that uh, Jake Schreer of Thunderbolts uh, added, probably not what people are expecting. Do you think it might also be his most personal film to date? I don't think so. That'll be the sequel. Oh, okay. And they'll say everything we did in the first one, we've just completely, we've we've completely just blew it right out the ass. This is our most personal film yet. I think it's pretty personal, Jared. Pretty personal. Pretty personal. Pretty personal. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. RJ, what's going on on the shield? Oh, you want a little shield talk, eh? Of course we do. A little shield talk. I wonder if the the regular listeners are uh, in talk. I know one of them is. Yeah. Someone got grabbed. Bullhorn, Bullhorn Jr. got grabbed by those horns. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're watching The Shield, baby. All there right. they are. So let's get back to the season of The Shield that made me reconsider what uh what television is what life is and uh what i'm doing as a person for my society right jared that's right so where we left off was about not uh not quite a third of the way through it was uh 305 and that's uh the graping of uh captain Aceveta. And I've mentioned before, I put grape in my phone because I don't want it to get autocrat. I don't want to type it too much because I feel like I'll get flagged on Facebook or, or like, do you know what I mean? Like, Google will get me. Imagine those suggested posts. Yeah, I know. And then pretty soon it's going to be the lasers from the satellite or something. Oh, yeah. So that was, uh, that was the last episode I talked about, which uh, was the episode, I think, right? Yeah. Um, that was the one that uh, broke me mentally for like a day. I was just like, oh. I was like, I don't want to go back to the shield anymore. Um, but then 306, Shane's a gay prostitute. And I was right back in it. Because uh, you got the that, that, in, yeah. that was a fun episode. So uh, what's this? Uh, posse up. Officer Tommy Hisk becomes a prime suspect in the murder of his ex-wife and son. So Tommy is uh, one of the officers. And uh, like in the barn. Um and he his family gets killed overnight and a different uh it's a, a different precinct they come in to question tommy uh and then on the the strike team side of it um someone there's people beating up all the gay uh sex workers uh downtown like all the dude sex workers uh so they set up a sting and so shane's the pretty guy so uh he's got to go out there and flaunt <laughs> walt, his stuff walt goggins is the, the he's the sexy one well, between him, Ronnie, Lem, and Vic, I guess Walt Goggins is the he's the body. <laughs> yeah. You know he, what I mean? He's the body. Yeah. So um so he goes out there and then uh they catch the guys. It's uh it was some football boys who got drunk and wanted to go beat up the uh I think the quote not my own appear not my own opinion, but the queerosexuals is what they call them or something like that. Mm-hmm. something like that and they beat them all up and then i went or well the cops got them 
but that was what the dudes wanted to do. They just wanted to beat up the gay guys. But they got him. Strike team did something good, Jared. Uh, and I think this is... Oh, yeah, the last episode is when you find out that uh, the money train money has been uh, marked. <gasps> marked. <sighs> 306, or 307, I wrote... Police dogs are cool. This is the introduction of uh, the police dog handler lady who uh, Vic has a fling with for four or five episodes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember her. She doesn't have a huge role. I don't. She's the police dog operator. And, uh, like, she doesn't work for the barn. She works independently. But the barn hires her whenever they need a police dog. Uh, And the cold open is... They're looking for a body, and the lady's like, every time the dog barks, there's a body. And then the dogs just bark, 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 bark. And oh, my God. Said, oh, my God. I said, it's a graveyard down here. So this episode is called Safe. As missing persons, investigate, uh, as missing persons investigation uncovers a graveyard for a uh, working in an illicit drug lab. So, uh. Yeah, it's the police dog lady. Vic's got a thing for her. She's a recurring character for a couple episodes. Uh, it's a group that brings... They're like coyotes bringing women in from Mexico, but then they just trap them in meth labs to do the work, and then they bury them under the pass kind of thing. You know that old chestnut, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so that's good. Uh, oh, uh, Vic does Aceveda a real solid in this episode. And I feel like Aceveda does not return the favor ever. And I feel like that's that's really bad. So Aceveda is interrogating someone and he's losing it because uh, he was graped. So he's getting unhinged and he starts kicking uh, um, an interrogation suspect, like kicking them. And uh, Vic's like, hey, he's like, we got cameras in here. You got to you got to unplug that thing. Man. He's like, you got to do it. Through. If you're going to beat this guy up, he's like, I'm cool with that. But you got to do it right uh so um <laughs> he goes and takes the tape out and then at the end of the episode he gives it to Aceveda. he's just like here bud he's like i got you he's like uh, i won't tell anyone that you were beating up a a criminal and which is the wrong move from where i am in the in the series now i think vic messed up he was trying to because vic's not a bad guy he he does try to do the right thing he just <laughs> does it in the wrong way i don't know um... i mean Vic eh. uses some violence. But <laughs> yeah. But he, yeah. he's always got he's got the community's best interest at heart, is is yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So sometimes. He, sometimes. Sometimes. He tries to sell help Aceveda and that never comes back to him. Uh anyways. 308. Uh Bert Kreischler is a cuck. We got our first cuck episode here, Jared. Do you oh, know who Burt Kreischler is? No. Nope. Do you have you have you ever seen the movie Van Wild? Uh, once. Uh, that movie is based on this guy's life. Okay. So, so he's a comedian. Uh, he's got like big Netflix specials and stuff like that. And his thing is, whenever he does comedy stand up, he takes his shirt off. Uh, but he was the inspiration for Van Wilder because he was in college for like eight years at like a Miami State university or something like that and he was just there to party so van wilder's based on this guy but he's in this episode which i was really surprised at i was like i was like oh hey uh but uh they're trying to track down the um the cuddler rapist 
and they see him looking in a window or something and Dutch arrests him. And then it turns out they're like the girl come and the dude come out of the room and they're like, this guy was peeping on you. And she's like, no, nah, it's all good, man. She's like, this is what we do. And she's like, we just like that guy coming over here. And he's like, yeah, we're dating. And then they let him go, which is cool. This episode is called Cracking Ice. Vic is enlisted to help save his rivals on the decoy team from having their undercover operation exposed. Shit. Uh, th- what? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. This sets up some decoy team stuff where uh, the decoy team doesn't mind being at the barn, but right now Claudette is overseeing the strike team and the decoy team, and they don't like how Claudette does stuff because sometimes she pulls the, the decoy. She, they don't think she knows sees what the decoy team is about, where they're like, we are undercover all the time. That's our thing. And she's like, no, I need you guys as real detectives things and always pulls them off and stuff like that not always the most helpful you know aren't, aren't they also working uh with a uh, short staff after all the layoffs yes they lay off all the de- all the other detectives and some of the uh, uniform officers except for dutch and claudette uh and the strike team and then they get the decoy squad which is like uh just a team of undercover people and yeah so it's like they do need more people but the decoy squad's like we're only they're like, we're just undercover operatives. Like, this isn't what we do. And I don't know if it's this one or another one later, but uh, uh, one of the ladies on the decoy squad gets uh, treated pretty bad while undercover, and they kind of blame Claudette for it. It mm. might happen. It, it's either here in this episode or later, but yeah, decoy squad uh, really... Yeah, well, there's, there's a description here uh, I'm looking at. An oversight puts Waylon and Trish in serious danger during an undercover job, and Claudette is to blame. Mm. so it is this one so uh the dude she's uh um trish is undercover and uh she like has to sleep with the guy a little bit because she's a professional but then he like beats her up too and then the other decoy squad guys it's like this kind of stuff should never happen it's like you should have pulled her out of this way before kind of thing it's one of those things but yeah decoy squad's like we're not working for claudette anymore and she's like shit and then Vic actually stands up for Claudette, I think. He's, he says something like, uh, it's here or later, uh, something about like how she was given two jobs. It's not really her fault because she was supposed to be captain. And then they're like, well, you still be a detective, but also you're in charge of this stuff that like captain work. So anyways, 309. Uh, I put gang stuff lynchings. This episode is called Slipknot. A lynching threatens to ignite a race war between Farmington's black and Latino gangs. So, this is kind of like a inner city crime kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, the guy gets lynched, and then the black and Latino um, people are mad at each other. I see. It's not a bad episode. I just don't remember anything. It's 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 cop stuff. You know what I mean? Cop stuff. Cop stuff. Uh, there's also a note here saying that Mackie uses the case to leverage himself and the strike, te- strike team back into the streets of Farmington. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, It was something like they were basically like, if you can figure out this lynching now, then you'll have more credibility. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah, what they yeah. always do with the strike I know. It, it's like the other detectives, or it's like, this case is a uh, pressure cake. We need this put down now. And they're like, we don't like you, Vic. But we gotta put you back we, out. We there. we we need your delicate touch. We need your delicate touch, which is how they always do it. 
which is why I don't like acid is because he uses Vic like that whenever he wants. But then he's also like, we got to bring him in because he's dirty. And it's like, but you can't have it both ways, which is what I really like about. Um, well, I guess I mean, at the end of the day, you're like, well, I mean, I'll use him until I can get rid of him until. Yeah. yeah. But they I need mean, him it, constantly. The world, the world, the... Yeah, they constantly need him because he's that, the that's only the guy see that, that gets results. That that's doesn't that make you think? Doesn't it make I, you think, I RJ? Know. I know. It gets results, damn it! And I, it's too bad because I feel like the only character, the only captain who fully understands how to use Vic is Glenn Close. I see. And I think she's only. I think it's just season four. I don't think she comes back. Because uh, I on IMDb it said thirteen episodes for her, and that's what oh, okay. season four is. So, gotcha. She was the only one who understood Vic. Damn, damn, damn. Uh, three ten, Aceveda grape uh, revenge thriller. Ooh. So, uh, you know, you know about thrillers. Yeah. That are so popular in the horror movies. That's right. That's this one. Okay. So three ten what power is so about five episodes and i i haven't mentioned but in the last five episodes vade has been really he doesn't go home anymore his wife is super mad at him uh his wife comes and like confronts him and she's like what's going on uh and he's only at, he's only told one person it's like a cousin and the cousin's like he's like what he's like didn't you try to get away man he's like aren't you a cop don't you like have training and he's like i didn't want to die and he's like all right and then his wife confronts him uh, at the yeah. end of the last episode, before setting up this one. And she's just like, what? She's like, don't you have training for stuff like that? And he's like, I just wanted to see you guys again. And she's like, huh? So everyone's kind of yelling at him like, hey, get out. She's like, you're a captain in a police force. She's like, get out there and do something. So this episode is uh, uh, Captain Aceveda turns up the heat in his search for the gangster who sexually assaulted him. This episode's got an 8.2 mm. uh, on IMDb. So he goes out, he, he actually, which I think is a mistake, he sets up uh, the strike team and the department to go find the, the two guys who did it. He, and he doesn't tell them why. He just, or he's like, they're involved in the gang stuff, and uh, here's like their pictures. And Vic and the strike team knows them because these are the guys that like they strong-armed one time. And Vic's like, oh, shit. He's like... That's the dude I forced that bong down his throat. And he's like, uh oh. Um, so, like, they think that Aceveda's looking into them so they don't, like, pry too much. They're like, we got to find these guys before Aceveda does. But Aceveda is just going out there to find them. He kills one of them, uh, but uh, it's legal because they shoot him first. Uh, you know what I mean? They shoot at him first in the convenience, or they're like, rock store, so he kills one of them. And then he gets the actual grapist, mm -hmm. uh, and he pulls him in. And this episode is called "What Power Is," because the guy's like making fun of him, being mean to him and stuff. And uh, uh, and the guy's like, "You don't." He's like, "You didn't even have the 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 cojones to uh, kill me." And Aceveda's like, "He's like, all I've done is have the willpower to kill you." He's like, "I could have killed you fifty times." He's like, "But here's what I do have." He's like, "Your grandma is an illegal immigrant." Your mother is an elite. You're going to this prison, which I control. I'm going to be a city councilor. I now control the city. And uh, so it's his, it's his power thing where he's just like, he's like, I'm going to make your life worse for you. And like he, where the guy's like, uh, 
he's like, I'll tell people. And he's like, no, you won't. He's like, because he's like, uh, the bigger drug operation guys will realize that how much you can risk their whole operation. So it's power play, Jared. You know about power power play? I think so. I didn't feel like they they play it off like Aceveda comes out on. I didn't really feel like he did, though. You know what I mean? And then we have 311. Dutch <laughs> kills a cat. Oh. And David Mamet. And David Mamet. And Agent Coulson from the Marvel movies, Jarrett. Do you know Agent Coulson? And, and David Mamet's wife. And David Mamet's wife. But Agent Coulson, he's mm-hmm. the cuddler rapist. Hmm. So that's cool. So they uh, Dutch finally. Uh, I, I also had a note. I put Shane beats a guy's balls. I uh, I kind of remember it. A guy takes a shot at Shane. And, oh, yeah. So like the strike team raids a, a place and a guy shoots at Shane and the strike team holds the guy so Shane can beat him up. And he just wails on the dude's balls for a while. <laughs> I'm surprised. Surprised you didn't film this and post it to the Discord. And uh, well, it, it's, it's quick. It's quick. No, I only, I only, I only post the videos, which seems to be the season opener of every season for or some the reason. end, or the end of a season, or the end of Vic either blowing through a wall or something. But he he just absolutely bodies somebody. Yeah. Uh, it's a season opener, season ender kind of. Uh, some of them oh. are pretty good. Not too bad, not too bad. Some of them are pretty good. So anyways, Shane was wailing on that dude's balls. Yeah. And then that opens up this uh, rift because he goes home and Mara is like, Shane, it's like Vic's not even looking out for you. Some guy took a shot at you. It's like he doesn't care, Shane. You know, it's... Mar Mars doesn't like that Vic is mean to Shane. Yeah. Uh so anyways, and and then yeah, uh they catch the cuddler rapist, uh grapist, sorry. And uh his whole thing is like he's like, No, I'll, he's like, I'm here because I want to be here. He's like, I could have keep getting out there and he's like, I'm not a rapist, I'm a, a murderer. He's like, I just it took a little bit for me to actually kill them. And uh his big thing is like, I'm here so you can tell me why I do this. And Dutch was like really cocky because of landing that serial killer one time. And Dutch is like, he he tries, he keeps saying, he's like, you do it because of this and you do it because of this. And Agent Coulson, he's just like, no. He's like, that's what a textbook says. He's like, and that's what, it, he's like, you read that in a textbook too. He's like, you're not listening to me. He's like, I'm, I'm not like this because of those things. Uh, and then eventually Dutch can't help him. So Coulson's like, he's just like, all right, put me in prison. He's like, you can't help me. And Dutch is like, I can help you. And the guy's like, you can't because you don't know what it's like to kill somebody. And uh, and so Dutch goes home and uh, he strangles a cat. A stray cat. Yeah. That's been keeping, is it because the cat's been meowing? Meows at night. Yeah. It meows at night, which is one of the strangest character decisions and Jarrett sent me an article about how it was one of the only it was the only storyline that uh, Michael Chiklis was like, I don't know why you guys are doing this. I don't like this. Was it, you can't have Dutch can't strangle have... a fucking cat. Because mm-hmm. he's supposed to be like 
a likable guy, like a moral compass kind of guy. Like, well, or like not why... even likable. Like he's a little wiener, but like he's, he's supposed a goof. to be the he's supposed to be the moral compass guy. He, he well, he's because he can. He well, he's trying to be um. God, what's his name from Manhunter? Uh, it's the kind profiler. of like a. He's like a pro, yeah. He's a wannabe profiler who is like pretty good at his job, but yeah. like he he has a high sense of himself and he's kind of a goofball. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but then he starts like they start going down this line of like what these characters are like uh, in terms of the setting, and he's like really starting to like get uh, high on his what he on his own goods, I guess. He like mm-hmm. he like and then uh, but he's encountering these like you know dark individuals, the the, the real deal. And he's having problems with that. And so, because, like, earlier on, right, like, it's the whole, like, him getting, like, fucking uh, emotionally destroyed by that one uh, killer in the first season. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like a continuation of it. Like, there's a lot of yeah, serial killers yeah. in Farmington, uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, welcome to TV shows, right? Uh, yeah. So, we, we, now we got another one. Uh, but this, and this one's, like, the whole, like, I don't know. I think every screenwriter loves to write the idea of these interrogations. Uh, like confronting evil, mm-hmm. and so like, this one is like, yeah, Dutch has hit this wall of like, well, he got because this guy got inside of his head, and I get like, mm-hmm. but I mean, again, it makes no sense. You're kind of just like, oh, like no, like I can speak about this. Like watching this was kind of like a what the fuck mm-hmm. moment of like yeah. this doesn't. Why did they do that? And it kind of just goes away. And it's the end because at some point you're like, oh shit, Dutch is going to become a serial killer now. Doesn't happen. They make light of it in the a couple episodes where he takes home a kitten. Yeah, that's that's closure. That, that's the closure to it. Where he's and like, then and then never love. and then never again. Yeah, which I assume is for the I best. <laughs> but again, these are TV show things where uh, t- television is can be a flawed project. Uh, every show has got like at least something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always think about Sopranos. It's got one bad episode in the entire Which run. One? The Columbus Day episode. <laughs> that episode yeah, sucks. Okay. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's the fucking shits. Hey, you know but, what? One of, okay. Yeah. No, wait, sorry. Finish. Yeah. That's all I was going to say. It's like, so some shows like have like that episode is just bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's these things though, like these plot beats. I think the one I mentioned too, cause I kind of was like warning you a little bit. <laughs> On this season, mm-hmm. um, particularly this one. This is the one that obviously, uh, this is the RJ Red Flag episode. Uh, I, but obviously, that, that that wasn't even the worst thing in this season, maybe, <laughs> apparently. But um, yeah, this is like, but it's like, yeah, you know what? It's kind of like that episode of Game of Thrones where Jamie rapes Cersei and then it never comes up ever again and like yeah. nothing comes of it. And you're like, it's weird because it's not like they could have changed that in the middle of the season when they filmed it. Mm-hmm. They just like someone had this idea and they went with it, and it never really goes anywhere, gets brought up ever again. And they went, "Yeah, we made a mistake," but it's like then they just like never went back to it. You're like, "What was the point of that?" And this kind of has that that vibe to it too. Uh, I, what I did not remember was that this was also the David Mamet episode, our our boy David Mamet. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's like, but you go like, whose idea was this in the writer room? Because so it's like David Mamet directs and Glenn Mazzara uh, gets the top billing on the writing of this. But this is a, writing rooms are complicated things. And I mean, mm-hmm. th- you know, this is Sean Ryan and Kurt Sutter. Uh, they're all involved. And I mean, it sounds like 
Jake Harns, also not a fan of his character having to do this. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and Chickless, who, I mean, Chickless being like the main character of which the entire show is based around, who at this point had actually started directing episodes as well. Mm-hmm. I think he was just like, to, to what end? <laughs> like, this this is, uh when you're when you're showing like characters do that stuff, it's like, uh, people like this, these characters, and mm-hmm. pe- a lot of people don't like that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and you now it's it's just like yeah, what a miscalculation. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's weird. Yeah. And then, but then you move on, and then it's like, oh, it's like it never happened. Yeah, ne- it never gets brought up again, and you're just like, okay. Well, I mean, it hasn't so far for me. It doesn't. Uh, I am. I'm pretty sure of that. I mean, there might be some weird comments about him with cats or something like that, and that's about it. Have you gotten to, uh? Hungry like the wolf in the show yes. yet? Yep. Okay. What is that? Have you just not talked about it yet on the show, or has it happened previously? No, it's in this? season four. Okay. Good. Good yeah, stuff. it's early in season four, uh, and then that's that whole um, date Dutch dating thing is yes. in season four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because see, so, that's the thing. That sort of stuff comes yet. that comes after this. <laughs> so you're like, yeah, huh. I know. <laughs> it's like, huh? Uh, we'll just abandon that idea. All together, because mm-hmm. I I imagine that uh, audiences also were like, uh, no thanks, and they mm-hmm. went, oh, sorry, sorry guys, won't do it again. <laughs> say, <laughs> yeah, they say we'll we'll try not to do it again. Yeah, and try, try. Um, all right, so I I'm in the last little bit here. I put uh for three twelve because I was just moving right along. I put CCH Pound Town. Whoa. Um, so CCH pound, uh, Pounder gets a boyfriend, and uh, there's a, a shower scene. And I was like, you. <laughs> you or ooh? Ooh. ooh. Uh, this episode's called Rice Burner. Uh, <laughs> the pursuit of a gang hitman pits the tight-lipped Korean community against the police. Damn. So this whole episode, they're looking for this Korean guy who, like, killed somebody, but the Korean community won't give him up. Um, uh, so... They got to send the strike team after the Korean community, Jared, because they're the only pe- thing that can get results. Like always. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's what they do. They get they results. Get results. <laughs> uh, and that's all this episode is. Uh, and then we have 313. Uh, I had a few things here. I put the boys transport a body in a couch. Mm-hmm. I put uh, Claudette sells a kid. Oh, yeah. She's and, pretending to be a social worker, like yeah. a corrupt social worker. A corrupt social worker. Oh, so, she, so good. She sells a kid to a uh, a child porn ring. <laughs> uh, God damn. Uh, I, I also put that Tavon's been in a coma for weeks, and they go talk to him, and he has no stubble at all, which I found striking. He's striking. clean shaven. He's clean shaven, hey. except for the little mustache goatee that he had always. TV magic. I know TV magic. It's uh, like, okay, see, this is the thing. So, yeah, I get it. I understand your complaint. But it's also like, hey, this woman just got out of bed and has all her makeup's on. Or, like, showering with makeup on. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I I know. It's just that this whole season is that has been that Tavon has been in a coma. And then uh, they go see him, and he looks, he looks pretty good. And I was just like, okay. It's looking pretty decent. Yeah. So uh, in this episode, Kurt Sutter is back. 
and uh, this is there is a really funny thing where they discover a body and they go here's the quote oh shit no feet and then they run away so this is a uh, maragos for an episode or two uh, and his thing is after he kills people he cuts their feet off but it's, it's just the delivery of it where they run in and they go oh shit no feet and then they kind of keep moving and i was like mm-hmm. like that's good stuff uh so Margos is hunting down people that are uh, connected to uh, the strike team. So they know they our, our Armenian mob kind of knows uh, or Margos has a, a suspicion that it's Vic. So he's kind of hunting them and they're hunting Margos and they they have to get rid of some bodies at some point and they put a, a body in a couch and then they pretend like they're moving the couch out of the building, which I thought was funny. Um, body and then moving. Yeah, uh, body moving is would have been a good song uh yeah and then claudette uh, sells some kids and uh this is the episode where lem can has to convince tavon not to uh not to say what really happened and tavon's just crying in his hospital bed it's pretty sad because yes yeah he gaslights him yeah he's, he's like, just what? like he's yeah like, this, you, I, you remember Mara, and you, you hit, like no he didn't you, you hit Mara, and she's like oh and he was like oh, i'm sorry he's like, tell him i'm sorry yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is uh, and you go fucked stuff. up, pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. Pretty sad stuff. Uh, oh. so that's good though. Um, and then just two more. We got three fourteen. Uh, Vic dunks a guy in oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is pretty funny. And then um, Lem burns the cash. So this is all in. As the strike team is threatened with exposure in the money train heist, Claudette goes it alone in order to find evidence of a public defender's drug addiction. Oh, so this is where Claudette kind of tanks her future, where uh, she finds out that um, a public defender uh, has like a heroin addiction or something, or an opioid addiction, and uh, has been hiding it. And then she talks to dealers and she's like, she's been on it for three years. And then Claudette's big thing. And she goes to the district attorney and she's like, we need to investigate every one of the cases that she oversaw. And they're just like, get the fuck out of here. They're, they're like, you want to overturn these cases and get these people back on the street. And uh, she, they're like, we have tons of evidence on these people. Like they absolutely did it. And she's like, but what if one of them didn't? So Claudette starts a uh, personal thing where it's like, I'll let a hundred people out or a hundred guilty people out. If only one of them is actually innocent and they should be out. So they're setting it up because Claudette can't be the captain. So they're just, they're giving some uh, ammo to why Claudette can't be captain. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they set that up and then uh, the boys are hunting down Margos and uh, Vic dunks a dude in a big open oil drum, which is pretty fun. Uh, and then, uh, this episode ends with, uh, Lem getting really upset about things. And he's like, this cash is a curse. Doesn't and, he have uh, like an ulcer that's going on? Yeah, he's got ulcers. So he's like spitting blood. Yeah. Uh, cause they know that the cash is like marked now and stuff like that. And, uh, uh, he's, yeah, there's, there's like a whole thing where he like vomits it. blood. Right. And like, yeah, they're there like, is. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They make fun of him a couple. Well, they don't make fun of him, but, uh, Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so they, they find out where Margos is, but they don't have him yet. And, uh, yeah, Vic, or, uh, Lem burns most of the cash. 
And then we have the last episode, 315. I put Aceveda gets a uh, hooker, uh, which starts up Aceveda's thing for the next season. Mm. Uh, Andre 3000 is in this episode. So it's on tilt. As Vic goes after Maragos, Claudette risks her career to see that an innocent man is freed from prison. So Claudette keeps going after it, and they basically tell her, it's like, this is going to hurt you forever. And she's like, I don't care. So she's not going to be captain anymore. Uh, Aceveda is leaving, but he's not out yet. And uh, um, what happens in this one? Uh, Vic goes after uh, Margos. They get all their intel. He finds Margos, and uh, Vic does what he needs to. Oh, damn. He takes care of business? He does what he needs to. And then in the end of this episode, they set it up where uh, Vic is told that... um, Basically, uh, if Lem, like Lem puts in a request to leave the strike team, and they're like, It's a god awful small affair to the girl with the mousy hair. But her mommy is yelling no, and her daddy has told her to go. But her friend is nowhere to be seen. Now she walks through her sunken dream. To the seat with the clearest view And she's hooked to the silver screen But the film is a saddening ball For she's lived it ten times or more She could spit in the eyes of fools As they ask her to focus on suspense of this first two-man space probe, traveling more than 71 million astro miles toward Mars. Here are all the unexpected terrors of outer space. Unidentified flying mass, dead ahead. Collision course. Fire main retros. Firing main retros. Gravity's taking over, pulling us down. Prepare to eject. Emergency procedure. Blast off when you're ready. The scorching surface of the fire swamp that is Mars. A world no man has ever seen. And now one man must explore alone. temporary home is found. How long can a man stay alive? Now my two most difficult problems are air and water. 
I have with what's left in my tank and one reserve cylinder, enough oxygen for oh, about 60 hours. Of course, once my air gives out, water won't matter. No air to breathe, but suddenly an unexpected source of oxygen, the life-giving miracle of the yellow stones that burn like coal. Here is a modern Robinson Crusoe struggling for survival in a cruel environment. Finding water. Discovering a source of nourishment. But unable to lick the most terrifying problem of all. You've got to face the reality of being alone forever. The devastating laser beams with which spacemen from the constellation Orion excavate the rare minerals of Mars. The escaping slave worker who becomes a modern man Friday. The storm of burning ashes whose fury descends on Mars. The polar ice cap and the wild surface storms that cover the planet with freezing cold. The holocaust of searing hell when Mars and a flaming asteroid collide and turn the ice cap into molten lava. The violent celestial bombardment of Mars by attacking humanoids from another galaxy. Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Robinson Crusoe on Mars from 1964, directed by Byron Haskin. The tagline for this film, RJ, mm-hmm. one U.S. astronaut pitted against all the odds beyond this Earth. But I mean, there's but there's two people at the beginning of this movie. What? I mean, it's also not really fair because there's two astronauts on Mars that are pitted against the planet. Well, there's two astronauts, and then there's like an astronaut and a guy. Well, but and I then mean, there's a, then there's a little little buddy. Little, little yeah, pal. but she, she's an astronaut too. She yeah, she Mona. went into space. I think yeah. I feel like she's entitled to a lot of those same accolades. Yeah, kind of unfair for them not P- to pitted. Yeah. A little bit unfair of them not to mention that, but okay. Stranded on mm. Mars with only a monkey as a companion. Mm. An astronaut must uh, figure out how to find oxygen, water, and food on the lifeless planet. Well, yeah. Oxygen so, seems like a big one. That seems like an issue. This guy's mm. taking off his little faceplate of his mask constantly in this movie. And you go, wait a minute. So, of course, a lot of this is explained away in production notes. Being, well, you see, they just didn't know. Uh, like, they try to... He, he has a line. He says, I can breathe the air for a bit. He says, for a bit, I can. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. What do you think, RJ? Uh, being a man of uh, Pizza Hut science only, mm-hmm. um, how much did we know about other planets and their... Uh, uh, surfaces in the, by 1964 without you know exploration of space going down. I mean, I think 
a decent amount. Like, did you think it'd be like, wow, maybe people can breathe on Mars, even though we we look, we can look at it from like and say, hey, wait a minute, it's just red. There's no water well, at all. How much did they know about the moon? What, what would be producing the oxygen? Well, there's but no see, atmosphere. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's no plants to like mm -hmm. photosynthesize, so. No oxygen means no breathing. So I, yeah. I, I don't know, call me crazy. I mean, we figured out like you know I could say like you know back in like you know 1900 maybe people were like, hey, look at that, look at that moon. You just probably walk, you probably there. just walk around up there. It's like a mountain or something like that. It's got air, right? But even then, I go, wait a minute. <laughs> so nonetheless, mm -hmm. so I don't know why there's like a lot of like, well, because this movie came out in 1964, which is a bit later the sci-fi oeuvre of when these movies had their like time in the sun uh if you were still making these movies uh you're just you know trying to make a buck here and there i mean you know mario bava was making sci-fi movies i had planet of the vampires which what year was that in if you had a guess what year do you think that was mm, planet of the vampires yeah 56 okay Let's see uh 1965 that was close you're close. Uh, one year after yeah. this. So, I mean, people are still making this. There's still, like, a minor appetite for uh, kind of, like, a 50s-style sci-fi movie. But I think uh, people were seeing these things as real hokey. And I think that this kind mm. of is going to belong a little bit to that uh, era. So, this Robinson Crusoe on Mars movie. I remember when this came out on DVD from Criterion. And I was just mm -hmm. like, holy shit, I've never heard of this. What a what a crazy quirky idea for a sci-fi movie. It's Robinson Crusoe. Everyone knows old mm -hmm. Rob Crusoe. Mm -hmm. well, what what if he was on Mars? What a, what a novel idea. And his and his name's not even Robinson Crusoe. It's more of an idea, Robinson Robinson Crusoe as an idea. Do you know what I mean? That's right. Homage. Yeah, as a concept. What, what's this guy's name? Chris Kit Draper. Well, yeah. And he's yeah. and he's joined by his good pal Dan McCready, played by the the, the one and only uh, Adam West for a for a hot minute. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you know when I hear Robinson Crusoe on Mars, there's a monkey astronaut. There's mm -hmm. there's Adam West. I'm like, God damn, this should be a fun time. But mm -hmm. there's a few things here. This movie's an hour and ten minutes long. Uh, sorry, hour ten minutes. Sorry, hundred and ten minutes long. This is almost yes. two hours long. To almost. Which you, to which you go, what? What? What, said, are they, what are they going to fill all that time with? You said, is that enough time for them to get all of this in? Are we going to have like a lot of time watching this astronaut walk around in his like golf polo <laughs> and like in his little cave? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I a think I. Amount. I feel like hopefully there's enough time they can fit that in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That bit of is that they run out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, I bought this movie on DVD. I was like, it's, I'm so stoked. I can't wait. And then I think I watched part of it. I never finished this movie. Because even back in, like, 2009, and after paying money for it, I was like, this movie's kind of boring. <laughs> actually pretty boring mm -hmm. and so i was like well this is time for me to revisit it and surely surely i'd have a different opinion on it sure stay tuned yeah. folks yeah so yeah. Any anyway um tell me two, more two men 
one spaceship and yeah. a monkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going around. There's like a uh, a meteor uh, that's in the atmosphere as they're circling about. It causes them to have to abandon ship. And uh, Kit Draper, he gets out into a into his life pod. It lands and gets just fucking hammered by like weird flame creatures, but not mm-hmm. right. Uh, like, it's like a fireball kind of. It, yeah, but it's like a, it yeah. looks like it's alive. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna have to like this movie is more of a showcase for practical effects and like mm-hmm. trying to do like in camera stuff, but it's like weird. Like we don't have CGI, but we're going to do the next best thing, and I don't know. I don't think it's the best execution of some of these very ambitious ideas. But they're trying. Like, it's weird, like, because last week we just watched Forbidden Planet, and I think that movie, like, looks pretty smooth. Um, This is not, like, a little movie either. This is Paramount Pictures. Um, But I feel like maybe the budget wasn't as much here as it was with Forbidden Planet, so maybe it's unfair to Hmm. compare the two. But that being said, this this movie only has, like, three people in it. And a monkey. Uh... Well, the monkey don't no. you know? We peep human human beings, RJ. Well, They're not human no. being, human going, human trying. You know what I mean? Right. So human knowing. Monkeys are humans too. <laughs> There's a, definitely a sapien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good things. Sure. So, yeah. uh, shit goes down real fast. Dude's like on a planet. Uh. He just like hops out of the shuttle. Like it's just a door. He just mm-hmm. pops out, and you go, "Well, that sure looks cheap." <laughs> it's just like it's hard to look past some of it. Uh, where you're like, "Oh," and then he's like dodging fireballs, and he's all alone. He's doing some wandering. He's like, "Ah, geez, I better find myself some air," which he manages to do uh, by knocking these rocks together, which releases oxygen conveniently. Uh, I finds food, he finds fresh water. Um monkey's alive. Bless blessed be the monkey uh-huh. Mona. That's a good thing. Uh Adam West dead. This <laughs> is fucking dead. You gets, see his arm. Gets buried gets buried and that's it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, what the fuck? I mean, I guess Robinson Crusoe's whole thing is that he's a he's alone on an island mm-hmm. until until Friday shows up. Yes. So his girl Friday. And now we have our spaceman slave named Friday. Mm-hmm. That comes. Um, anywho, so I don't know. You get to see the ins and outs of him surviving on Mars. Yeah, it's kind of like The Martian, you know, mm-hmm. starring Matt before Damon. That. Uh, before that, before this movie came along, there was The Martian. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how. That's yeah, The Martian works first. Yeah. Um, that's an that's an uh, an enjoyable movie to watch. The Martian, well, yeah, well made. <laughs> Easy. Well, you're a big Matt Damon fan. Uh, huge. So, yeah. yes, who couldn't be? Who couldn't one be a of big fan? One the of the biggest. One of the biggest. Um, so you guys see a bunch of bullshit of him like doing Robinson Crusoe on an island, but he's doing it on Mars. Mm-hmm. And I don't know he's trying to like get the ship that keeps circling around and around and around, but to no avail. Um. And then, fucking aliens show up, RJ. What are those guys up to? I don't know, but I I, I feel like you have strong feelings about aliens. I I've I've been on record saying that I I like 
Aliens. You I enjoy like, them. I, I, heard, I heard you love Aliens. I don't know if I would I, use that kind I th- of word. I think, I think you might have even said you fucking love Aliens. Once. I don't know if I would use that kind of language, to be honest. It's, 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 in, it's in writing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's pretty yeah. strong language. Um, so anyway, yeah, there's a whole lot of like, this false sense of, like, oh, no, they're going to run out of food and water. Not convincing. Not, but there's like some making snacks for the monkey. Um, mm-hmm. That's cool. And then there's like hot dog plants. So, yeah, they're like sausage seaweeds. <laughs> sure, he calls them. He he, kinda, he, he calls them sausages yeah. later. So. Well, at at the beginning of this movie, there's some talk about um, beef steak. Beef steak. Yeah, that's right. I didn't that, get that screen grab. A, a nice little homage. Yeah. Yeah. A throwback, some have said. So time passes, dude's alone. Um he's trying to imagine, you know, being free, being off this planet, someone finding him. But he's screwed. And then uh he finds some traces, I guess, of like another culture that was there. A hand, this black uh, metal bracelet thing. Um, and then he starts finding out uh, there's something going on. There's ships. What, what kind of thing going alien, on? Aliens. The aliens show up. The alien ships that are from uh, War of the Worlds. Ancient aliens? Byron mm-hmm. Haskins' War of the Worlds, one of your all-time favorite movies, I guess, apparently. It's a good show. No. It's a good show. It's too bad you'll never no. see it. But... but he thought initially, he thought they were humans rescuing him via from Earth. Mm-hmm. But nope, there's fucking aliens. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, they got slaves mining the planet, or what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the slaves actually even escapes, finds Draper, uh, and now they're like the odd couple. They're palled up. and uh, But they have to test their relationship at first. That's right. He has to know that he can yeah, trust him. It's, it's a good thing that uh, this, this person named Friday eventually uh, learns mm-hmm. English pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Well, I th- is it this one? I can't remember. I watched I watched the first one too, but there's one where he's like English. He's like, I'll have you learn. You'll learn English in 14 days or something, and then they just know English. Yep. But I can't remember which one it was. Is it this one? I think so. May have been. Might have been. It seems like a yeah. kind of what a 1950s man with brillo cream sludged into his hair would say. Very, very confident, man. He's confident. Gets results. This uh, Paul Manti. He's not a cop. Paul Manti. Mm -hmm. That's a heck of a name. Paul Manti? Paul Manti. Hey, do you know the name of Mona? Mm, I didn't see her real name, no. Barney the Wooly Monkey. That's cute. No. So is it a boy monkey? It might be. Barney? Barney. Oh. I thought a, I thought it was a girl. They they call they call her a girl in this Mona, yeah. but who's to uh, say? So, anyways, aliens are unrelenting assholes. Mm-hmm. They, they just show up and make horrible sounds, and they mm-hmm. and it never stops. No, it sure doesn't. It, it's movie's got like one mode. Yeah, wandering around, wandering around, or or dodging. Mm-hmm. And then, and then sometimes they go to like the polar ice caps of Mars, uh, for a bit. And then, because it's outrun the aliens, 
in the ash. Yeah. Uh, and then and then they're saved. For now. For now. Until they're not. Until they're not. The monkey's happy though. Is there mm-hmm. like a, there's like a fake out that maybe the monkey's dead. Uh, I I I'd like to say that she makes it through. Yeah, she makes it. She's fine. She's really celebratory. And you get to see mm-hmm. a crummy looking American ship kind of get lowered down. And they're like, we're free. Yeah, woo. And that's the movie. That's that's Robinson Crusoe on Mars. Now I've never read the source material. I've never even watched a movie about Robinson Crusoe. I know it's uh, made a couple board games mm-hmm. on the subject matter. Um, so I don't, yeah, yeah. It's about, it's about man and survival, but okay. I, which is like the themes that I do find interesting. But there's nothing about Robinson Crusoe on on paper. When I read it, it makes me go, oh, "I got to read that." Mm-hmm. What what sequences? <laughs> so this has got Mars. So surely taking adventures mm-hmm. of Robinson Crusoe and mixing it with Mars, another favorite backdrop to board games, putting those two things together would make for a real compelling, exciting piece of uh, cinema. Sure seems like it. Which it is not. This movie wow. does not, this movie is not compelling. This movie is not that interesting. It's kind of weird. It's kind of a bummer. That movie that's with this much potential is just kind of mm-hmm. this technical exercise. Uh, the the main guy Paul Manti, I couldn't pick him out of a police lineup. I, after watching this movie, just only this dude do stuff for two hours. I'll never think I'll never see him again. I don't think, but I could be wrong. It'll be a Criterion mm-hmm. film. I feel like if it if I do see him, I want to see if I. Oh, you know what? He was in They Shoot Horses, don't they? That movie's good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh do fuck! You remember he, him from that? He's the, he's in Day of the Animals. The man, oh. he's in the Manitou. Oh my god! The Manitou. The oh. Manitou, and he even gets to show up in Apollo thirteen, the Robin Howard movie, as a spaceship, as a reporter. Mm. And he's been in a bunch of TV. I don't know. Might have been cooler if he was a spaceship. No, he's in a TV movie called Fry Rape. Grape? Did you say? Yeah, grape. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the, the, mon- the, the, the monkey's neat. Uh, but I mean, I don't think like the monkey seems to be ever in danger or anything. It gets like its own little like <laughs> in the spaceship. It's like it's, it's like wearing the little spaceman suit, uh, and it's like going why why <laughs> the whole time. And then eventually, the, the monkey gets to abandon the suit. And like, not a good actor. This like might be one of the worst animal actors you've ever seen. You don't like Mona? Mona, her best. Mona's just doing what Mona can do, which is monkey stuff. Not a the Byron Haskin. I want to hold the director mm-hmm. more to account for this, or maybe like they're just like, hey, we've got this monkey in frame. <laughs> We're just gonna hold it, and it's gonna mm-hmm. writhe around a little bit, feed it some uh, turkey paste out of a tube. I feel like Mona does her best. Yeah, but terrible. Yeah. Also doing terrible. her best. Yeah, there's not a lot of good performances in this. Uh, Victor London, uh, who plays uh, Friday, um, mm-hmm. he he shows up uh, to play a Klingon, the first Klingon on, in Star Trek, which I will mention. Um, Rob Eagle uh, might might take note of that after mentioning Ooh. that uh, a guy in a Columbo episode uh, is also Cybok from Star Trek Five. Cybok, the Cybok, the Cybok, Spock's, Holy cow. Spock's brother. I knew he had a sister, but I didn't know he had a brother. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I don't have much to say about this movie uh, other than 
it uh, feels like a disappointment. Some of these um, sci-fi endeavors that we get to watch, these that should be a lot more fun mm. than they are. They're often not. Kind of dull. Uh, that's Sometimes. Missing. That's uh, the the real stamp of one John Criterion. <laughs> He's like, mm. I loved this when I was a kid. And I think some people might love this movie a lot. I have total nostalgia for it. Faults and all, but I don't. I just think about not that, yet. you know, 30, 40 bucks I paid on paid for this DVD, and uh, I don't feel like I got my money's worth. And I have to talk mm. about it in pod form. In the pod pod form, to just be thankful it's not hey, pog form. Did you know, RJ, that instead of mm-hmm. Mortar the Monkey, the original screenplay featured a Martian creature that would have been a costumed armadillo, but a monkey was deemed more believable and easier to train? Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of into this Martian armadillo. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought Mona was fine. Yeah. I, I was okay with Mona. But uh, you know, Armadillo maybe yeah. would have been cool. According to Manti, because Barney the monkey was a male playing Mona, a female, he had to wear a fur-covered diaper. Strange. <laughs> Why not just have a, a female uh, monkey? Well, Barney came cheap. Mm, yeah. I thought Barney <laughs> think, did the Barney best. Did Barney become property of the studio? Oh, <laughs> Started making uh, it work of the... <laughs> making him work the... Down in the hallways, or resetting ah, the posters in the theater. <laughs> this just makes me think of Mojo. <laughs> Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo. Oh dear. Oh boy. Yeah, Dark. that's kind of sad. Yeah. Well, you know that that like a bunch of people in this are probably dead now. Probably most of them. Uh, well, Paul Manti died twenty thirteen. Victor mm-hmm. Lund- uh, Victor London died uh, only like well, also twenty thirteen. Uh oh. Oh, I mean Adam West, 2017. He had a good run. Uh, what do you fate, think the the fate of Barney the, the Wooly Monkey unknown? Mm. Not sure. No, let's. So let's, anyway, this is some real. Into it. This is some speculative fiction. Uh, is coming really close to when people are actually walking around on on the moon, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean it's there. If you want to watch it, go for it, but. Um, I don't know. No great shakes, but your uh, your boomer film critics will continue to tell you uh, how rich it is and how intelligently imaginative it is. The John Pym. Well, they like the uh, sausage seaweeds. Uh, most remarkably, director Haskin avoids sentimentality when dealing with the monkey, such as the assured sensitivity of the film. Hmm. I mean. Maybe? Maybe. Do you think so? I don't know. Hmm. RJ, what hmm. did you think of Robinson Crusoe on Mars? Well, as as you've put out there before, I am a a fan of uh, Aliens. You are? And uh, I do like this director. Um, I also, I watched Robinson Crusoe this week. Because that's on so? the channel. Uh, wh- which version is on the channel? The fifty, the Louis Bunuel one. Louis Bunuel. Louis Bunuel. Yeah. So this is a movie I've never seen, RJ. It's on the channel. It's on the channel. It's too long, but as a real criteria, it, isn't it like know, ninety minutes long? Yeah. Oh dear. It's too long, uh, but as the real crate heads out there know, um, 
uh, on the channel, they realize some of their movies are long and boring, so they give you the option to throttle your speed up to 1.5 or whatever. So they wouldn't have that feature if they really believed in all of the movies that they put out, is all I'm saying. Um, So I watched it, and it is a... uh, Like, as dumb as it sounds, it's like, yeah, Robin Crusoe as an idea that's why it works on mars i think the mars thing is super fun like in the like the idea of it where they're like we we made this movie once of a castaway guy and he was a pirate it's based off a book or whatever and he had to survive and someone's like that sounds awesome let's put him on mars instead and then the whole everyone in the room went oh Uh, genius genius so i i just really like the uh the concept of that like it does follow um very similar beats so in that one he's a pirate and he lands on his thing uh or on his island and he's alone but he has like an assortment of critters so he's got like a bird and a monkey and goats and stuff like that uh there's some animal stuff in the, in this you're like Ugh. um and then i don't know there's a lot of there's like scenes of him milking goats in this movie and they're just, they really zoom in on it and you're like all right um but he gets uh, he gets on. big he gets a big beard and like lots of furs and stuff like that uh and uh so in that one um cannibals or man eaters as he calls them <laughs> they uh they boat to his beach for their sacrifices these are the aliens <laughs> these are the aliens yeah okay. so after he was there for i think they in that one, he's on the island for something like 30 years. Uh, so he meets Friday at year like 20 or something like that. Yeah. So it's like after 20 years of being alone, then he sees other people. But he, he sees what's going on. And then Friday's uh, an escaped sacrifice. And I got to say, the guy who played Friday in this one looks a lot like the guy who played Friday in on Mars. Mm-hmm. Although in, the, in this one... Uh, they uh, they shoe polished him up a little bit. They put him in full blackface kind of uh, oh kind of thing, and you can tell when because when he's in the water, uh, you can see that his legs are white, um, but the rest of his body isn't. But you uh-huh. can also just tell when you look at it. You go, that's not that man's normal complexion, <laughs> uh, and he's supposed to be playing like a like a islander tribesman too. So like it doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Uh, but he he meets Friday, and then um, uh, there's like the building of trust too. Like Friday tries to take something, and he's like, "I'm on to you, man." Uh, and then uh, other pirates come, and Friday and Robinson Crusoe kind of form a a flea. They get all the pirates, and then they leave, and then that's how that one ends. So very similar to On Mars, where it's he lands. He learns how to live, and he meets like a, an escaped kind of slave sacrifice, uh, and then they eventually escape together. So as a as an idea, it uh, it works. But I I do really I really like the whoever thought of this as like the first person that was like let's put that guy on Mars and just see what happens. It's very it's very fun. Um, I don't mind it. Uh, this this movie. Uh, there's some things that I don't like about it, but uh, I don't mind the hokiness um, for some of these movies. Like I'm okay with that, and uh, I don't mind some of his the scenes of him walking around. Like I like I liked the scenes where he was like 
falling off cliffs and stuff like he was just stumbling he's like oh and he's dropping all his packages someone should make a game like that where the goal is that you walk around and like you got to be careful in your landscape because you could fall and drop your packages or something that, that sounds crazy that'd be a cool game right i think it might be one of the best games of all time could be could be um so yeah i didn't mind that and i i do like I do like him sciencing his survival. Like it is like it is goofy, but whatever. Like he finds some way to do oxygen and he's got his sausage seaweeds and stuff like that. <laughs> um I thought his relationship with Mona was good. Uh I thought she was fine as uh as an animal actor. I hope she was compensated for her role in this film. For his role, sorry. Um, lots of turkey paste. Yeah, so uh, I hope so. Um, but I thought they were pretty good together. I was in constant fear that something would happen to the monkey, and nothing did. So I was uh, I was happy about that. Um, she, she didn't get zapped by uh, like a the alien ships. Yeah, yeah, the alien ships are like unrelenting. It's like did he did and then they blast off, which I thought yeah. was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that scene gives rise to a lot of um, ancient aliens conspiracy people because it's like the, the dudes that they're using for slaves look like, like Egyptians. So I feel mm-hmm. like it, do you know what I mean? I feel like just, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, so I know you're laying down. So anyways, um, no, I, I didn't mind it. Like, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a huge big time slam dunk uh in the alien 50s world but i do just like 50s sci-fi so i didn't mind it some of it is it is too long like you're watching it and you're like that's the i can't yeah i definitely if this was 80 minutes i think it'd be pretty pretty crisp i definitely dozed off a bit yeah that's fine with this on my uh watching this on a laptop on my chest and i just like oh how long long have my eyes been closed I don't think I've missed. Say, like, I don't think I've matter. missed. It's impossible to know if I missed anything. They're still yeah. doing the same things over and over, over again. Over and over, yeah. yeah. But hey, I mean, this was inspired by Castaway, and that's one of your favorite films. Oh yeah, the one that movie you've definitely watched. Uh huh. Yeah, it's another so, movie that I think I've owned for a very long time, but I've never actually even tried watching it. Yeah, you should one day. Yeah, one, one day. day. One day. Winston, yeah. right? Winston mm-hmm. the ball. Yeah. Yep. Just like Mona the monkey. So, anyways, it's uh, I think I think it's okay. I I do have a soft spot for these things. Uh, it is there are long stretches and there's some things where you're kind of like, oh. but uh, I I get enough enjoy enjoyment out of the flying saucers and um the monkey that I I thought that stuff was okay. I I won't watch it again. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stand up. For for this movie for and defend it against anyone it's no it's fine it's fine if you're in a 50s sci-fi you could maybe give it a go or don't or not doesn't doesn't matter to me or not uh we want to hear from people who hate this movie sure hates it who hates it uh we see toe okay half a star I usually don't have a problem with how Criterion makes its picks but this was a mistake that monkey creeped me the fuck out. This looked like something that they would use on MST2K. 
riff tracks, etc. That's oh. how shitty cheesy this is. Mystery Science Theater. I get it. I get it. Right. See, I've said before. I know some people. It should be three K. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I know some people listening to this like Mystery Science Theater. I've never really given it a try, but I don't. I don't want to listen to that. I don't like that they make fun of movies like that. Yeah, it's... we make fun of movies too, but not as a. Well, I don't know. I like the movies they make fun of. That's my point. Yeah. Right. Uh, what, what, what can you tell me about We See To? Uh, too lazy to live, too scared to die. Nice. That's what they said. Okay. They like a movie called Oxen. Oh. For whatever that's worth. Yep. Uh, Jeff Hunt, stupid, mm-hmm. racist, and incredibly boring. Why was it racist? Uh, probably because of the way the the slaves were depicted. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I I liked the uh, slave cufflinks that like um. Uh, magnetize like their their things. I thought that was cool. I thought that was neat. Uh, this person explains what their star ratings are, oh, like yeah. uh, like a lot of people do. Yep. Favorite films are Some Came Running, Equinox Flower, Vertigo, and Touch of Evil. Damn. Yeah. So you he know what, you know they're going into on. they're into the serious stuff. Gore of good. Half a star. Okay. Colonialism plus killing off faster on Adam West equals half a star movie. I mean, don't be mad that they killed the character. It's just a movie, man. Well, uh, I, think, is... I, I think I think they slept on the opportunity to to use Adam West more. Yeah, yeah. It's a movie, man. It's a movie. This person's uh... five star in Barbie a lot, so I feel. I feel like that movie's probably fine, mm-hmm. but I don't know about five stars. Well, Pax Clara, one star, really makes me appreciate Planet of the Apes all the more. That seems fine those, by me. That movie's those movies are wicked. Yeah, the first one in particular is uh, incredible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of this person's favorite films is Inland Empire. Dang. <laughs> What's that tell you? Uh, Laura Quaid, Sausages in Caves. Static saucer attacks. Accurate. I mean, those are the good things in this movie. Uh, probably the most boring movie I've seen in my life, says Zach. Using a Night Hunter avatar, <laughs> their profile picture. Uh, oh, I see. Oh. I see. Uh, Zach. Uh, Jason Takes Manhattan is the best of the Friday the 13th franchise. Ingmar Bergman. Probably. Probably. <laughs> got him. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He got him, all right. He Is, got him. They they, you, know, you, know what they call, you know what they call that? They call that the Zack attack. That is a Zack. Because my name is Zack. And? You sounds, attack? Like, sounds like attack. It's not cool like Mac attack. Yeah. Um, They two-starred Sleepaway Camp. And the review doesn't really say anything, and it's got like 300 likes. I'm not really on board with that. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. See, play camp's a good show. Ah, it's awesome. Awesome, kid. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, enough of these people, these folk. Hey, people. RJ, any final thoughts on Robinson Crusoe on Mars? I, more than anything, 
I just think it's a really neat idea. Right. Like, sure. could you imagine what was uh, what was the name of the four hundred uh, four hundred blows kid? Antoine Donnell. Could you imagine Antoine Donnell? <laughs> As if I remember that. I no, I don't want That's to imagine a deep that. For you. What about yeah. what about Don Nail and what, I? Okay, how about how about on Mars? How about Don Quixote on Mars? Also, it would be really cool. Yes, space space windmill. Well, a King of Kings on Mars. Remember King of Kings? Is that about Jesus? It was oh, on Mars. Dear. On Mars. I think you'd like. I I, just, I said already, but with Nail and I on Mars. That'd be a cool one. Equinox. On Mars. Is Uncle um, Morty? What is it? What's his name? In uh, with Neil and I, the uncle. <laughs> on Mars. I don't know. Ah, damn. Un- Monty, Uncle Monty. Uncle Monty. I kept thinking Morty. I went, that's not it. Yeah, I was like, who the hell is Uncle Morty? Uncle Morty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. RJ. That's that, I guess. That's that. After the break. We've been rescued. Well, imagine RJ though. Criterion creeps on Mars. other planets in the solar system which one would it be uh planet uh dump in the toilet nebula what about rj martyrs on mars <laughs> martyr marsters martyrs i think oliver granger would like that i think i think, I think it's one yeah. of his favorite movies i've heard yeah, directed, directed by Christopher Nolan. No, you couldn't do, you couldn't get uh, him. Oh no, you it's get Louis Bunuel the, the Junior. <laughs> Chris Nolan's Martyrs on Mars. Martyrs on Mars. I mean, that is. Pretty cool. Oh, what about Blue Beetle on Mars? Ah, uh, nobody wants that. Oh, oh, that's okay. That's that, that, that. No, God, no. No. Hey, did you, uh, that's the other thing I've been seeing. A lot of on my suggested posts on Facebook have been, like, Blue Beetle, and talking about Blue Beetle, and then all the comments were like, it's pretty good! Worth seeing! And it's like, what is this? Like, all these people who apparently saw the movie and keep talking about how it was pretty good! I'm gonna engage anonymously on a Facebook post uh, to say how much I like this movie. And that's all they say. They don't say what, what they liked about it. They say, it was good. It's fine. I, I liked it a lot. And you're like, okay. Some people feel compelled to, to say something. It's that see something, say something. Well, you, you Not you, just for airports. Hey, folks, when you, if you see that email, you can write a message to us. Sure. And we'll read In two it. Two weeks. In two weeks. 
Uh, or you can check us out on uh, Letterboxd and Jared Duffy Farm Loaf. Uh, RJ keeps posting on Instagram, which is fine. Uh, I, I mean, I Facebook. try. You get some likes over there on Facebook. Doesn't mean a goddamn thing. It's appreciated. I try. <laughs> We're on Patreon. We have, we, you get on there, you can give us uh, give us a buck. Get, get, get on to Discord. Where the real conversations are happening. DRJ's uh, uh, updates on uh, the Shield viewing. Oh, yes. It's the, it's the biggest deal that there's ever been. Mm-hmm. And uh, the podcast. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. All Mars, that jazz. Hey, you, hey, RJ. Yeah. Guess what? What? We're not going to record next week. Oh, no? Nope. It's gonna be a skip week. You know Is why? It? Why? It's my birthday. I don't want to fucking do uh, this. I Jarrett. I, I don't want to record RJ. I am I, well aware that it's your birthday. Yeah. Because in the next calendar year, <gasps> there is a recording day on my birthday. Oh, no one cares about that. And you know what I was thinking? Yeah. I have to do it. You do too. Well, yeah, you're not having to do it. Okay. Okay. Well, I uh I, w- I wish you the best of luck on your birthday. I hope Jared. I hope I survive the next seven days and see it. Uh, is there doubt that you would? <laughs> hey, I mean anything can happen. It's a crazy oh, world okay. we live in. Oh, okay. Very, well, hey, it's very unsafe out there. Uh, I mean I was gonna wait until your birthday, but since you brought it up, um, I I do have a, a present for you. I got uh, a can of Coke. Been, I've been saving for, you know, something something special. Does it have a bow on it? Uh no, <laughs> just a can. This is a... no the half the tab has been pulled already, so oh, it's no. kind of like it's, but it, it wasn't it's sharp. It wasn't fully opened or anything like <laughs> just that. Can't, you know, can toss and get real sharp. They catch you in the whiskers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Painful, I, I've had that. fucking painful. Yeah, that's bad news, man. That's bad news. You know, well, you know what is bad news is the week after that, we're back mm-hmm. on this and? podcast. But we'll have the guests. We'll have the not guests. We'll have the the emails, which are like honorary guests. Females. Uh, but yep. we'll be we'll be discussing the Three yeah. Penny Opera from 1931, directed by G.W. Pabst. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Man, I can't. Oh, I can't stress enough how how good this is that we have two weeks to really let that settle in. Uh, you're gonna watch it tonight, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I can't wait. I've been, I yeah. can't wait. Actually, you know, I kind of interested to see it because I think the songs might be pretty okay. Okay, I'm gonna hold you to that. I think they might be okay. I don't buddy. remember a lot of things when after podcasting, but I'll remember that. Yeah, like the fact that we were watching Forbidden Planet last week. I forgot. You forgot. But I remember this week, in two weeks, uh, Jarrett said he loves the opera and he can't wait. I'm curious because I, I know of the Three Penny Opera, but we'll see how this one goes. Okay. I mean, that could be horrendous. But uh, yeah, well, actually, I was looking ahead. The, the schedule's getting, it's going to get weird. It's going to get weirder before it gets any better. Um, very questionable stuff. So yeah, we'll be, yeah. That's the year three penny opera. Oh, the week after that's going to be real rough. Martha Graham trilogy. We're going to muscle through that, my friend. Mm-hmm. We're going to watch three fucking movies in one week because you know Are what? We? Oh yeah. Because I can tell you this much. I don't know if it's going to require our full attention. 
What uh it's gonna be it's, like, it's gonna be it's gonna be like tearing off a band-aid. And Let's then we tear got, this band-aid off. And then there's Melanoke. Breathless. Days of Heaven will bring us into Creeptober. And then Ghoul School. That's nice. We're gonna do under the volcano in the middle of the month. But I'm thinking we might just fucking do like three ghoul schools that month. Cause you want to give it a rip? After that, it's that fucking Berlin Alexander Platz. Oh. And I one hundred percent do not want to start that in October. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah. That's gonna be like at least two parts. We'll see how it we goes. we were never gonna make it to that. Finally. Well here we are. Hey, yeah, we're not doing it in Creeptober. Can, that shit can get fucked. Yeah, that, that that's getting pushed off. So yeah. yeah. Guess what? We're only gonna have like we're gonna have a bunch of ghoul schools in one regular episode. Sounds swell yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. People don't care about these fucking movies. Be serious. No. No one's even listening at, at this point. If they you should. are, say something. Yeah, say something. I dare you. If you see something, say something. I dare you, motherfucker. See something, say something. Snitching. Mm-hmm. You talking about snitching? No, never. All right, then. Good night. Woo, on Mars.